Hail and well met, weary travelers. I, of course, am your dungeon master, Cody J. Hey, hey uh, first of all, thanks for being here. Uh, we love we love you. We love to see that you're here. If you are watching this tonight, uh, we are airing it live, and then we're going to shut it down and put it up for next week. Uh, I have some work stuff going on, so I'm going to be out of town next week, so we're going to kind of move this schedule uh, going forward, too, as well. We're going to look at the next couple months, because the holidays are coming up. Uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, all that stuff. Hanza. Well, um, Kwanzaa, not Hanza. Wow. Wow. Um, Jesus Christ. I know, right? I so, guess what Cody is trying to say is if you're watching this on November 6th, we are live. So if you give us a bless or a bane, we'll run it live. If you're watching this on the 12th, it's pre-recorded. So we'll add your bless or bane to next episode. And uh, we're going to have to kind of adjust our schedule just a bit for the holidays. So uh, yes. we'll announce that as soon as we can. But uh, Thank you. Exactly yeah. for that. You're getting a little uh, lost there in the details. <laughs> yep. You know. It happens. It's my job as Dungeon Master, the small details. Um, anyways, of course, I am joined by our wonderful crew. You know him, you love him, the Oxfather, uh, played by Zachary. Ozal. Uh, Ozal. There you go. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Uh, joining us tonight, we also have Dean the Dream Martin playing Burn. What up? And, of course, Morris, played by Max. Good evening, everyone. It is a pleasure to be back. Uh, we're going to be running with for, uh, three for a little while, and then when Dini gets here, she'll jump in as Kringlis and Mark's MIA. So we'll we'll see what happens. Anyways, uh, Zach, hit us with that recap, son. Yeah, so last episode, um, well, the episode before last, rather, we killed a shadow dragon that was guarding the Amber Temple, and recovered the second half of the Skull of Argenvast. Uh, we then uh, were afflicted with a shadow curse, which... We're still trying to figure out the details, but it seems like it's affected our connection with some of our magical items. Uh, we then uh, had a little bit of a rest to start the session and then entered the Amber Temple. Uh, we started out with a little bit of a scouting mission. Uh, Vor was nuked by a Thunderbolt-type uh, attack from uh, something that we haven't seen quite yet, uh, but we kind of know where it may be. Uh, we then decided that, that that way to enter the temple may be a bit dangerous, so we went around the back found a little uh, chasm where the foundation of the temple is settled, and uh, we came across a pack of werewolves. Uh, we ended up deciding to push forward. Caliban uh, really tanked a bunch of those hits. Uh, we were able to um, clear out that room and then enter the temple. Uh, upon entering, we fought against some, I want to say they were amber golems, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and then while we were fighting, we also fought some flame skulls, which were quite annoying. Uh, we bested two golems and three skulls, and we pushed forward into the temple. Uh, we saw a little uh, green creature that was watching our fight, and we pursued it deeper into the temple. Uh, it turns out it was a quasit familiar of a mage, which we have just begun conversation with, and we're looking to learn more about this mage and why he's in the temple. And uh, Burn also became a giant ape, which is awesome. So that's where we're at. Uh, just quickly, let me give a shout-out here. Quinn Aguirre, uh, Ninja Squirrel, Jumbo CW, have a good game, slash adventure, Brenton Palmer, Abdulio, and Toy Mafia. Thank you guys for uh, joining us tonight. We really appreciate all the support. Quinn, the Dragon Fight was two episodes ago, and it was awesome. It, it was, was awesome. pretty great. Go back and check it out. That fight was dope. Uh, should we roll the intro, Cody? Roll the intro, my guy. Hear ye. 
and get ye hype. For tonight's harrowing adventure takes place in the accursed land of Strahd. But fret ye not, though, as our tale is sure to have moments of levity. Provided by our all-star role players, and led by our story dungeon master, Cody J. Hay. Truly, from the bottom of all our hearts, we thank you for tuning in to Live and Let's Dice. Okay. Ozal, you come face to face with this grotesque, red-robed person. Um, he has kind of outlined himself, or you have been able to tell, I believe, uh, that he has wizardly features. Um, he has a familiar, and he is just kind of staring at you, looking through the hallways, thanking you for destroying the guardian uh, of this place. Would you yeah. like to start off? Sure. Also, if I could give a little backstory to the listeners who may not be familiar with how wizards and mages work. Uh, Cody mentioned last episode that the Quasit was watching our fight and then kind of ran deeper into the temple. And I have a sneaking suspicion, both as Ozal and myself, that his eyes were red and then kind of like changed back because he was doing what Ozal did at the beginning of last episode, which was seeing and hearing through the eyes of his familiar. And once, you know, once we were all in the same room, he kind of just went back to his own vision. So um, just wanted to point that out because it's kind of a thing we left open at the end of the last episode. But yeah, I'll turn the corner and uh, I'll tell him, uh, you know, we mean you no harm. And uh, see what he's got going on. The hallways are not a safe place to speak. Please bring your party and join me in the lecture hall. Uh, at which point he will walk down the hallway, um, kind of to here, and go through these set of doors and into area 9X. So right where um, 8X is, you should be able to kind of transport yourself through. Burn. Okay. Being that you are in monkey form, this is a human-sized door. It is a smaller door compared to the, the hallway doors. In your current form, you will not be able to fit through. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Can I, like, crash through the doors? Yeah, you want to try and... Off or... For sure. Um, give me... Do you remember when we were talking about the cart and damage thresholds at all? Maybe. Okay. So reading through the Dungeon Master's Guide this last week, um, one of the big rules that kind of is never talked about is like, well, I can attack an inanimate object. Obviously, it's there. So it's not if you can hit. So just roll me an attack roll and then roll damage. It's about trying to deal a certain amount of damage to see if you can break the object. It's kind of how damage thresholds work for those okay. listeners out there. Pull up the eight thing. Sorry, I had my wrong character sheet open. Um, just fisting, I guess. That'd be the one. Twenty-four. That is enough. Yeah, go ahead and roll one more attack. One more attack. One more attack. So it's enough to deal damage, and that's enough to break through. Uh, you are able to. To slam both fists onto either side of the the door jam, essentially, <laughs> and create a monkey-sized hole for your body to fit through. An ape-sized um, hole. Yes, sorry, giant ape. 
so yeah, <laughs> you do that. You crash straight through, uh, breaking it behind everyone else. Um, as you guys enter the the lecture hall, as he called it, uh, this chamber is kind of brightly lit. There is like these red copper lanterns that are hanging from the ceiling. Ozal, you can tell just by looking at them, they have a familiar magic sheen uh, of a spell called Continual Light. Uh, so you think that that's why there's like no odor, odor of torches or anything, and the light is so evenly distributed in this room. Um, the walls are kind of sheathed in this amber color with these brass reliefs um, of these wizards with spell books. Um, the stairs in here kind of descend down 20 feet, and there's this obsidian lecture um, podium and altar, kind of those two black things by X9. Um, Can I ask you a question, Cody? Yeah. Amber, the material, like I know what amber is for us. It's like, you know, fossilized tree sap. Is that what all this stuff is? Like the amber stuff that you're mentioning? I, yes and no. So it's, I would think more along the lines of like gemstone. So you'll kind of find out more a little bit about that later in this dungeon, like what the amber actually is. Um, I guess my does. question, yeah, my, my question might be, um, I guess if we make our way back to the big room we were just in, is it worth, like, looting this amber if it's, like, precious stone? Or is it not, like, really worth anything? I tell you what, this character has a fair bit of knowledge on this area, and this would be a really good roleplay question. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, okay. Last two descriptions of this room. Um, the big black thing in the back under the altar is actually, like, a slate. And then the chairs um, are made of marble as well. It looks like there's like uh, fold down sections for notebooks, as if this place was taught, you would think, presumably, the School of Magic here. So, um, Villainess will kind of walk down and take the front row as you guys enter. So, who exactly are you? I am a pyromancer of old who has come to this place to pillage its treasures. This was once a school of magic and my foolish master decided to descend in here with me. Little did we know it was guarded, both by the dragon outside, which we were able to kind of sneak past during the daylight hours, and the creatures within. Unfortunately, what remains of Okram the Pragmatic are splattered across the hall, across from us. Do you live um, here, friend? I live, no. I have been sheltering here for months, feeding off the small vermin I can find, and I was not powerful enough to take the guardians combined with the skulls, but I knew in time another group would come through here. You see, savages come through here from time to time, they shelter in other areas of the temple, but they never delve deeper to find its secrets. I have been stuck here, surviving, until I could find a party who could at least distract the Guardians so I could get out. You still haven't told us your name. I am Violus. Pyromancer. Mm. Violus. Yes. Interesting. Do uh, 
I would like to insight what he has said, Dungeon Master, to see if he is actually telling the truth. Uh, give me an insight and as well a perception check. Okay, insight. I have and rolled oh. an 11. And Perfect. perception, I have rolled a 21. Uh, Ozal, I'll take perception from you as well. And burn if you want to, but I don't know. <laughs> You're still a monkey, so this is going to be interesting. Um, insight, you believe his words have the ring of truth um he's being very forward and honest you can also see he's quite gaunt uh from lack of nutrition um scattered kind of towards the upper areas you can actually see what looks like bones uh that have been gnawed on maybe by this closet as well uh of rats and other small creatures that kind of find their way into the temple are my rolls going through cody because i've been clicking this thing and it's not no sir okay let me reload reload roll 20 no worries. After looking at his uh, his shape and form, I'll uh, I'll step forward and down the stairs oh, and produce are. two pieces of uh, oh, uh, I guess twenty rations the first one. for him to you to eat. It seems like you haven't eaten a decent meal in quite a while, but take this a bit light. And here, here's a bit of wine to warm your body. It's quite cold in here. He like the human part of him like reaches a hand out and then you see like the the mental academic side kind of kick in where he like kind of pulls his hand back as if he was like almost burned by something and he's like your kindness is lost upon me why would you do this for me you do not know who i am do not know why i'm here or what i want that you would just extend the hospitality to a stranger this is not the becoming of the land of barovia what do you want friend I am not your friend, wizard. But you have obviously not met the Vistani. We are kind and generous to those down on their luck. Here, he I give this to you freely. He will gesture to his closet that will kind of this small demoy creature uh, will kind of walk over to you, waddle over, and then kind of fly with its two small wings compared to its body and uh, take the wine in one hand and the, the rations in the other and kind of fly it over and land on the, the lectern over here. Um, and he nods to you. And then he will pull out a small book. It's kind of this black scorched book. And he begins kind of leafing through it. Uh, and um, you can see, uh, for your perception check that I have you roll, and I'll back up Ozal and tell you what yours did. Uh, in this notebook, he has like a, almost like a diary or like a annotated notes of the land of Barovia. And there's a section that says Vistani at the top. And he's kind of like reading through it and flipping through it. And then he kind of begins to look you over and start like compulsively taking notes about your, your hospitality and your features. And um, you're able to, since your perception was so high, you're able to make out what he's writing that you are unlike the other ones that he has encountered in town. The Quasit is doing this, or the, the wizard? Is the wizard, this? yeah. Villain, <clears throat> villainous. Yep. Gotcha. Well, I won't comment on it either, and just kind of stand there. What have you learned of this place in your months here? Um, he's like, well, he kind of will close his book back. Um, let me let me give Ozal his perception really quick first, Max, and then I'll answer your question. Ozal, the red robes he is wearing are not from Barovia. 
Um, you can make out what looks like a faded symbol of the Red Wizards of Thay from Faerun. I will address that after Max asks his question. Okay. Max, he will kind of, or I'm sorry, uh, Marius, he will look at you and he says, well, it is our understanding, my former master and I, that this place was a repository of sorts. Um, the darkest and strongest magical secrets were kept here under lock and key. There was a school of wizards and they sought to protect the outside world from these dangers. At some point, the school had become corrupted, falling into necromancy, decay, and the study of things of the darker natures. From there, the school left the material plane it was originally from and ended up here in the mists of Ravenloft. I've been sent here to see what I can recover, though two of the scroll repository vaults I have found have been nothing but dilapidated paper. And then my master died. So my mission here is to return from whence I came, if I can. This is our mission as well. We are from Faerun as well. Though we've been brought here, by our estimation, a little over a year ago. <laughs> and why were you brought here? How did you, how did you become here? Are you like the others? We don't know the method of our arrival, but we were returning home from collecting a bounty on some orcs. And we were taken by the miss. That's all we know. He scoffs at you. So you were not an invited guest then. Unfortunately not. And I'll kind of pull my journal and say, by my estimation, we've been here much, much longer than the seasons would tell. We estimate, as I said, we've been here just over a year, but according to this, and I'll tap the crystal, it's been much, much longer. Perhaps a decade or so. How long have you been in this realm? Um, he kind of looks at your crystal and like kind of reaches a hand out, and he's like, may I see that? Before we no. continue, Ozal, would you mind releasing your spell? On burn? Yes. But I really like having monkey burn. And we already made the door. I mean, come on. I, I don't <laughs> think it will be necessary, and I would prefer to to take care of his wounds along with the rest of everyone else's while ah, we have yes, a moment yes, of yes. reprieve. I will drop concentration on uh, the spell, and burn will begin shrinking, which is crazy to believe because he's massive, but he'll begin shrinking and armor plates will begin growing from his furred body, and uh, before us stands Burn, Thornbringer. Oh my goodness, that was crazy. You like that, Burn? I don't know we'll if I to... liked it, but it was interesting. We may have to have that in our back pocket should things go south again. Very nice. I see that you you have a hold of. Magics. 
Though I sense that your specialty is not conjuration. I have many specialties, friend. And to answer your question, I cannot allow you to inspect this item. Very well. Well, since we have been here, um, I have charted approximately 14 flame skulls that come in and out of this corridor on a rotation of some sort. Uh, further than that, I've seen at least two of the amber golems that tend to stock the hallways. I am done here. If you wouldn't mind maybe escorting me back towards the the entrance, I'd like to regain my fallen followers' things and leave this accursed place. What exactly have you collected here? Not much of use. I'm afraid that... We never made it past the statue. You mean that massive statue in the middle of the hall? Yes. Do you know anything else about it? We were trying to scout in, but our scout was uh, electrocuted before we really knew what was going on. I don't know. It seems to be maybe a hex or something. We... We... we we were attacked when we entered the temple and it's been nothing but relentless since we started here. I barricaded myself in here and hid underneath the marble stairs using the invisibility spell I know and just waited out the incursion that came. The statue cannot detect invisible objects? I don't know. It shot my master and he ran left and I ran right. I don't know what lays beyond the lecture hall and these couple hallways. Do you know how fast it can fire its weapon? Were you targeted immediately, or was it just your master who was felled? Well, we were not targeted until we hit about the center area of the room. I see. Um, the amber in this temple, do you know if it holds any value for these people in Barovia? You see, we'll need gold for our next expedition, if you will. We're wondering if it would be worth to loot the goblin, the golems that we destroyed earlier. He kind of walks over to the podium and uh, sets down his, like, sa his satchel and begins to kind of rifle through it and uh, walks over to the, the blackboard. Um, pulls out his wand and begins to kind of almost teach a lecture on what you're talking about. Uh, he says, I, I have taken a sample of the amber itself. He begins kind of sketching it out. He's like, it appears that it is a precious stone that has been altered to hold magical energies. Um, from what little testing I have been able to do on this small sample and what magics I do have at my disposal in this place, it appears to be some sort of binding element Magic can be put inside of it, and then if you break the crystal, it can release the spell or spells, depending on their school, that you have put inside of them. Um, I was able to soul trap a small rodent, putting its life force inside of it, and then breaking it. 
just to kind of experiment with it. Now, what practical application it has here, I do not know. We assumed, my master and I, that it was used to hold either creatures, spells, or something in this repository. Um, we were hoping to explore the lower depths, but as I have said, my mission is now over, and I shall come back with larger force when I can return to get more of my brothers. Your brothers are in Barovia? Or in favor? No. They lay beyond the mists. You can travel beyond the mist freely? That was about to be my question. I was yeah, just about to ask that as well. This is well. Yes and no. Everything has a cost. And he kind of gestures to his skin. He says, My cost for attempting to leave before I should have was great pain. But I have heard tell of a powerful wizard, a black wizard, who lives in the hills. Supposedly, he has the power to leave this place if he wants to. Yes, you're talking of Mordenkainen. He, like, laughs at you. <laughs> uh, you don't talk of Mordenkainen? Do you know this wizard? Cody, are you there? I'm here. I think our... Sorry, the StreamYard just took a huge dump on my screen, so I was worried. Can you hear me? Yeah, yes. everything's fine. You don't speak okay. of Mordenkainen? I don't speak of... Oh, say again, Zach. I said you're, you must be speaking of Mordenkainen, and you laughed, and then that's the last year. Oh, sorry. Yeah, StreamYard totally just dumped out on my end. Um, Mordenkainen hasn't been seen in over a hundred years on the plain of Faerun. Why would he be here? For what purpose? I will um, cast Minor Illusion on the... Uh, gem in my staff and show him the image of Mordenkainen last we saw him and say we've just met with him not too long ago he is here friend <laughs> if you say so I do showed you <laughs> he still doesn't believe you That's, based on your passive perception he just kind of is like whatever like how much um, of this amber is needed to capture a spell? A small amount? Large amount? It would depend on what you're trying to put inside of it, my friend. He kind of says mockingly. <laughs> you seem to mock those that rescue you. Why I'm, is that? I am grateful for what you have done, but at the same time, and he kind of is like, he's been looking between you and Calamban over and over again, He's like, I fear for what may or may not be coming in these halls. I would not rest in this place unless I was forced to. And even then, it is not a place I would stay long. It is extremely perilous. You've stayed long, friend. It's been a month. I have been forced to stay here. Any attempt that I have made at running, I have been either entrapped by the skulls or chased by the golems. Not to mention the savage folk who live in the southwest areas. Well, how stairs... exactly did you survive, then? I told you. I cast invisibility, and I hid underneath the 
and he kind of gestures to the uh, the rows of seats, the marble seats. It was uncomfortable, and I burned many a spell, hiding and cloaking myself as best as I could. Where do these stairs lead to? I'll gesture to these stairs on either side of the, um, I guess the seats. He'll he'll turn to you, Mars, and he's like, "Has he gone senile? This is the lecture hall. The stairs lead back out to the hallway." Oh, this is two different levels here? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're okay, good. <laughs> well, ignore that question then. Nope, it's canon. Um, I was kind of makes was, sense. You too. didn't do a you know, good job describing this room. in front of the wizard. <laughs> okay, so well, I tell you if what. If we need someone to get electrocuted, this guy is getting electrocuted. Just saying. He says, I, I will give yeah. you this. He pulls out a small sack. It's... 50 gold pieces it is all the money I have to my name and probably the most valuable thing I have if you help me recover my master's spell book and staff I will leave you in peace should we not then I will attempt to do it myself where is your master's spell book and staff well, I'm assuming he is in the western hallway. That was the last place I saw him when we were encountered by the flame skulls. I barricaded the door and left him there to die. This guy doesn't sound like a good person. Um, Cody, I thought you said that his master was in this little tomb here. Which, no, 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 this is not a tomb. This is a like a blackboard. And oh, like I a, see. There's like a blackboard and a table. And they're both made of obsidian. You think they're made of that because, as you saw him kind of demonstrate with his wand, he was able to inscribe and show you what he did with the amber, like on an academic level. I'll say, um, and why would you leave your master to die? Because of the flame skulls. They cast fireball. They are very, Aren't very you a potent pyromancer? Creatures. I am a pyromancer. Shouldn't you be... Adept at dealing with fire magic? We should be, but after we took out the raiders, the majority of my spells were used for the day, as I'm sure you well know, wizard. My choices were to stay and die, or flee and live. And in our order, the death of a superior is a promotion for me. I see not much of a choice. That doesn't really sound like the best of organizations, so that means that your master has to die before you can go up? Is he a Sith? <laughs> kind of. Uh, you you know that the the Red Wizards of Thay are like a super notorious, like, cutthroat, using forbidden magics, dealing an undeath. Their ultimate goal for any wizard who joins the Order is to become a Lich. Uh, you know that there's a hierarchy so that common people are usually treated as slaves in their society and anyone of the magic blood has some order of like uh, ranking or status um, among them so they they are not great people they typically are evil wizards Cody so. can I um, I guess is there a check that I can roll like is this guy even worth helping or should we just continue on with what we need to do because you, you can do I, I get a feeling like, like he's not a particularly good person. To, I, I just don't want to get stabbed in the back because it seems like that's kind of what he's all about. Um, 
what what do you think would work? Uh, investigation, maybe? You could use insight. That's kind of the sense motive. Uh, burn, I would say, if you wanted to find out more about him, you probably could move a little closer and use 26. your divine sense. Oh, 26 will do it. Uh, you think he's probably lawful evil. Um, the fact that he has a quasit, a quasit is a demon creature, usually reserved for, you know, either patrons of the Nine Hells or wizards who kind of lean more towards the evil spectrum. He's not a great guy. Truth be told. And his actions, I mean, he's been very honest with you. Um, you kind of attribute that to him probably just wanting to leave this place and go home. Um, okay. But he doesn't have I any spells him. left for him. <laughs> he could just kill him. Uh, you don't know about that. Well, he just told us he doesn't have any spells. Well, they, no, they no, gain no, spells that... every day, but in that moment, yeah. he used all his spells. Yeah. I'll, tr- I'll pull out the uh, sketch of the uh, temple that, that I made in the last episode, and then I'll quickly begin sketching in kind of where we're at now and the little side entrance that we took last episode, and I'll ask... Um, Show us approximately where your master lays, at least as far as you can recollect. Yeah, uh, go ahead and zoom out on the map, like, as far yeah. as you can go. Um, so, to the left, this kind of shadow area, um, next to X-15, right above it, there was another door that was barricaded. You get the sense, as he kind of draws out oh, on your I map, uh, he draws in also four other rooms... Um, one here that you have not been in, one here, and then same thing on the opposite side as on well. X2. Yep. Uh, to the left and right of X2, there's four rooms, two on either direction, as well as back towards X6 where the hole is. He draws in a secret door that you guys did not know about. Uh, what are in he... these rooms? Is that what you're asking him? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's like, just nothing of worth. This is how he answers. Uh, can we insight then? Sure. 20? I mean, from his perspective, yes. Nothing of worth. Okay. Um, um, but does that the, give us kind of a better idea of where like, we shouldn't waste our time? Uh, sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, those are, those are areas that he's explored. He will say that um, the secret doors, the other one that you found burn, there's an identical one on the other side that he goes into great depths describing this scroll repository where there's these holes that are, you know, floor to ceiling, probably 10 wide, you know, 10 tall of where the ancient wizards who once inhabited this place stored their knowledge, but they have just fallen into decay. Right. Okay. So, um, as to answer your, your question fully, he says, you can plunder the Amber, but I would be afraid of any curse that may or may not follow upon it. This place is dark. Cody, um, so his master lays to the north of X-15, as far as he knows. As far as he knows. I guess I'll uh, circle up with Fern and Stolas, or uh, Kringlis, rather, and uh, Marius and say, oh, should we backtrack to the werewolf room, head north, retrieve his master's items, and then continue to the lower levels of the temple? Just need to watch out for this statue that uh, killed Vor. I think there's a few more places we should go and check out. The secret room he mentioned. Maybe uh, it looks like there's a doorway here on the uh, southern portion of this other room. Not to mention the secret room that we discovered 
in the, the the tribal room where the werewolves were, we were in the middle of discovering that place when we 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 left it. But before that, I'd like to take a few minutes to try and heal some of the wounds. Maybe take uh, ten minutes here to to cast a spell. Yes, I will take ten minutes as well to uh, ritual cast find familiar uh, summoning Vor as the flying snake. Um, as you guys are doing this, he begins to kind of cast his own spells over the the food that you have given him, Marius, and the wine, kind of inspecting them, uh, and then he will begin to kind of put the the metal tray in which your rations are kept in. Um, on his hand and he begins casting heat metal heating up the food that you've given him kind of while you guys are talking well, I will take uh, 10 minutes and begin to expend the, the a single 4th level spell slot to cast a prayer of healing at 4th level uh, let me see if I can get to pop up so up to six creatures in the area will get 19 plus 13 hit points, so hey. 32 points hit points in healing back to them. Nice. We'll cap, cap me out. Uh, I have Kalimban pulled up, so... That'll put me at 52 of 56. Um... By this point, it's, it's still within the hour, Marius, so do we still have our temporary hit points? Uh, it would have... Faded? Th- those would have faded during the ten minutes here. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Thank you for that, friend. Um, and that will do a decent bit to Caliban as well, uh, to in healing him. Um, at which point, I feel if I we need any more healing than that we should consider taking a longer or a shorter rest uh but that should cap everyone out for a little bit uh i can use my twilight sanctuary one more time before i will actually need to dedicate our our time to an actual rest uh of some capacity whether it be an hour or an eighth hour rest does not matter um but Let's continue down back the way we came. Okay. So we'll do some investigating first and then take him to where he needs to go. Max. Oh, uh, we, we could certainly we try that. Okay. I will begin going to where we need to go. Okay. Uh, he has heard, pretty much heard everything you guys are saying because the lecture hall acoustics are made for voices to travel. Um, and rolled relatively high on his perception check. He got an 18. Um, so he just kind of nods his ascent um, as you guys take your long rest. He'll finish his food up, stash the other ration. Uh, he waves his hand and his closet uh, disappears. And he will follow with you. Oh, my boy. Stick with me, and we'll make sure you make your way out of here safely. Yes, of course. I'll gesture to Burn to uh, come join us. Uh, Ozal, he catches up to you to follow you, and he says, um, 
do ensure you spend the time to look around. I'm sure, based based off of what we have observed, that there are several rooms that are hidden to the naked eye. I would think it's worth time, if you're searching for secrets, to investigate deeper. Thank you. People follow. Uh, Burn, did you take your hit points? I did not. How many was it? 32. 32. Alright. While, um, we are investigating, Cody, I guess, like, while we're walking through the halls, um, Alright, I got it. I will, um, I guess have Vor perch on my shoulder, and I'll use his blind sight to, um, kind of keep an eye out for, he has 10 feet of blind sight, to keep out for any hidden entrances or things that aren't quite visible that's not entirely how blindsight works invisible yes um Uh so he wouldn't be able to sense like uh hidden doors oh i didn't know if they were just like invisible doors yeah so a creature of blindsight can sense its surroundings without relying on sight uh within a specific radius uh creatures without eyes such as oozes um and other such creatures have heightened senses uh, that oh, sorry, I'm reading it from the wiki here. Uh, that rely on other senses, such as the tremors in the ground, echoes like a bat, um, and or tremors in the ground. So basically, it's like a awareness more than anything of your environment. Uh, I mean, I guess so, if there's a hidden entrance, wouldn't they be able to perceive that though? Like if there's ability for echoes and sound to pass through. I mean, yeah, sure. I'll give you advantage well, on that check. Why not? I was thinking yeah. more like if you're walking, kind of like sonar or echolocation, right? It's like vibrations bouncing off stuff that doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean that it would oh, transcend okay. deeper. I mean, it's not a big deal. I just thought that would be a cool thing to do. Yeah, but. sure. I'll give you advantage on your checks then with war. Okay. Uh, so I guess we're, where are we going first, party? I would say let's continue back to where we we needed to to search. The first room that we discovered had, was filled with uh, something, was it not? I did not actually get to see it myself. Burn? Franglis? Yeah, the room with the scrolls back that way, it's, there's nothing left in there. It all turned to dust before we uh, got attacked by those golems. Uh, I think there was only one useful thing in there. And there's supposed to be a second room on this side of the. Um... Yeah, he will just he'll walk over and he'll show you. He'd like, of course, you're going. To. Yeah, he uh, he told us there was nothing in there. Yeah, so yeah, I'll just um, take a peek. Yeah. He walks over, and you see him place his hand against the wall, and the wall slides to the side, uh, revealing the scroll repository. And the scrolls are destroyed. Yeah, they're pretty much dust. If you're just doing like a cursory look, you can see there's cobwebs, and um, I'm not sure if you saw the other side or not, but yeah, sure as he said, there's... It looks like a pile, maybe, on the ground that he has gone through each individual hole. And you can see, like, the end caps and rotted wood 
and like some bugs kind of climbing around and just like desiccated uh, parchment paper that scrolls were originally written on. Okay, that's good enough for me. Um, okay, I guess we'll continue our way towards X4. He will go over here as well and uh, say, well, if you are insistent upon looking through each room that I have gone through, I shall just lead the way for you. Uh, and he will open the door over here as well. Okay. What is in this room? So, X3. Let me scroll up on my guide here. Um, X3 looks like an old empties barracks. So, it's a 20 by 20 foot square room. Uh, there's like shattered bunks that were in here originally. Um, there was a hidden door that was on here that has since been left open. Uh, you think it's probably thanks to him kind of like snooping around. But uh, that leads to another guard room where you kind of saw those arrow slit alcoves. Um, you would assume that the the mages that were originally here had some form of uh, regiment guard system. And then he just kind of goes to explain that it, it's the same on the other side. Uh, one room leading to a secret room to where they could ambush anyone who was funneled into the start of the Amber Temple. I would assume as well you probably could put spells through these holes. And he kind of points through the two rooms talking about the, the arrow slits. Gotcha. Okay, well I'll let him lead the way, I guess, to where we need to go. Um, he gets to the double doors and stops, and he says, after you. Uh, you get the sense he's probably as scared of the, the statue. Okay. Um, I mean, as long as we don't go down the stairs, it shouldn't attack us. We, One does not we, simply tempt fate, my friend. Well, we I fought will, a bunch uh, of golems up here, and he it never... Engaged. In the interest of investigation, I will take a bearing from Terrace that I have in my pouch. I have, I think, a few dozen of them. Cast light on it and then roll it down the hall and see if it gets hit by lightning. Yeah, nothing happens. We would throw something across this room before. Um, I did want to see, was there any anything inside this room? Like the, oh, it yeah, looks Marius, like there's something on the floor. You can walk all the way through if you want to. I would like hey. to. And, and I'll make a, a perception along the way looking for any traps or whatnot. Uh, yeah, make uh, sure give me two, my... two perceptions, one for traps and one for uh, like searching for items. Okay, first one for traps, 17. Second one for items, 31, natural 20. Holy shit. Um, yes, you do in fact find some item, one item. Um, you see that there is a skeleton of this semi-armored, what looks like, um, you would translate in your travels as like a war wizard. Uh, he appears to be wearing some medium armor. Uh, most of it has rusted and decayed. Uh, clutching in his hand, he has a wand of secrets. Um, I want that wand. I will pick that up. This will come in handy. Um, I'll actually make my way back to the group after that. 
What do you have, Marius? I don't show it off. <laughs> How dare you? Oh, sorry. Disregard. I shouldn't have linked that. <laughs> um. Anyways, Marius, for your your mm. needs. There you go. Mm. Perfect. Feel free to add that. Um, okay. Yeah. I guess we'll walk across X4 to, I guess, look at these trap trap rooms in X2A. Yeah. In X3. Or not trap rooms, but the rooms in X2A. Um, not a lot in these ones. Uh, kind of the same thing. So X2A is just a, another 20 by 20, or, yeah, 20 by 20 room. Uh, it's, I mean, it's utterly massive. Just Does, kind of uh, hanging out. It, there's nothing dead in there. X3 uh, is, again, kind of more of those barracks with the bits of woods that have been splintered and, you know, put around here. Looks like maybe they had bunk beds that were built. Um, you start formulating in your own, like, head cannon that these people that were protecting it, their whole job was guard rotation. So they would stay in this room if the alarms were tripped. They would go through the secret door and take up positions to where they could defend the Amber Temple from oncoming threats uh, while in full cover. It's not worth doing a, a check here in this room? Nope. There's, there is, uh, you have found the one secret that was in one of these four rooms. Okay. Uh, so I guess we'll make our way back to X-15. Oops, sorry. Dean, I'm just moving you guys along here. Uh, yeah. He will kind of go through into here and point. And you can see that kind of what scattered debris maybe was taken out of X3 or was in this room. It's kind of rubble and some wood that was laying around. Uh, and he had cast the mending spell on it to make um, like a temporary barricade for this door. And he says, I, I don't know the guard rotation on this side or what constructs or creatures are lurking behind there, so if you don't mind, I shall take cover while you clear the hallway. I shall regain my master's effects and I shall leave. How, um, is this door, like, is there a slit on the bottom of the door at all? Or is it, like, floor-to-ceiling door? Oh, these are the big doors. So these are, like, um, probably ten feet wide, so twenty feet across, and, like, forty feet tall. Um, I guess what I'm I guess what I'm asking is there like a gap between the door and the floor at all? A little bit, yeah. I guess I'll have Vor peek through and see through his eyes if there's, you know, anything obvious on the other side of the door that we need to know about. Yeah. Um go ahead and move Vor in. Okay. Anything that Vor can see? Yes. Uh so the upper western hall. Uh the walls are the walls of this room are 20 feet high, 70 feet long in this arched corridor, um, and are sheathed in amber, kind of keeping with the, the theme of the Amber Temple for sure. Uh, the southern half of the wall is scorched by fire, and a charred corpse lays on the floor here. Under the burned fur cloak, several amber doors lead from this hall. Um, three arrow slits are cut into the east wall, floating in the middle of the hall wreathed in flames are several moving skulls of fire can can I um, using 
Vor's site and the pen and paper or the quill and parchment. Yeah, I guess can I map out kind of what's going on here, like yeah. where the body is and where the effects of the body are and so go ahead and move Vor back just a little bit, maybe like on top of the door, since he's just kind of peeking under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Vor like sneaks his little snake head uh, out and under. To the left, behind the doors, is one of the floating green skulls. You can see its red eyes, like, pulsing, and it's searching at, like, height level. They seem to be kind of inert, just kind of spitting in a circle. So you have enough time to peek your head under, see three skulls, see the charred corpse. There is a spell book and um, a uh, staff kind of laying on the floor. Is that this little pile here? Yes. Actually, so, if you zoom in, it's it's pretty high detailed. Oh, okay. So I guess what I'm I guess I'll ask um, the Vilas. Mm-hmm. His master was felled exactly in this spot, so we know that the lightning would, in theory, strike us if we enter this hallway. Or was he felled somewhere else and just died here? You don't think he was felled by the lightning? Uh, they were hit by lightning, but he was killed oh, by see. the flame skulls. So I, 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 I guess see. to paint it to paint a more picture, they were looking through that area, uh, hit by lightning, down in the main area, ran up the stairs, ran, and then okay. each of them gotcha. they ran left, they ran down this hallway, flame skulls. Violus, a little bit behind, was able to close the doors, mend them shut, gotcha. and run the gotcha. other direction. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I'll relay this information to Burn and Caliban because they'll probably be the first ones out the door, and. Uh, also inform Vilas that his master is about 20 feet uh, past these doors along with his effects and uh, inform them of the three uh, skulls and uh, approximately where they were when Vor spotted them perfect uh, go ahead and you, I still have initiative rolled let me just uh, do that and then Vilas is not going to fight so um we're going to go to you, Ozal. Uh, it's your turn. So Caliban's next. How do you guys want to proceed? I'm sorry. Ozal's turn first or Caliban's turn first? You, you uh, that was kind of your turn roll, was putting the, roll the snake under. new initiatives? No, I'm just going to hold it as a standing initiative. In, unless you guys want to re-roll. You guys can re-roll initiative if you want to. But as it stands right now, we kind of have been rolling with it. So that way, because there's a lot of combat in here. So if I can just drop creatures in and out. Yeah. I'm fine. But if you want to re-roll, I'm fine with that. Okay, that um, doesn't really matter you, to me. Cody, could you um, drop a little icon for my Eldritch Cannon? Of course. Before we'll we do that, anything, I'd like Kringlis to uh, summon that. Yeah, we'll say that you did that in the room back there, and that it's already all honky-dory and whatnot. Thank you. Of course. Welcome I'll gesture to, to Caliban, uh, my boy. There's a skull right by the door. When you enter, it will be alerted to your presence. You must act quickly. Oh, okay, boss. <laughs> we'll see that you guys have cleared the debris from the door as well. I think it would be wise if we spread out as we initially open this door. Those things might respond unfavorably to us. As Marius will... Uh, step a bit back okay well. yeah I'll step back also okay Caliban 
let's go break open that door, baby. That's, uh, I think that's all you. Um, hey, uh, Kringlis is stuck in that room. Could you bring him over? <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Thanks. Of course. All right. Uh, Caliban will uh, open the doorway then and present himself. Does he have to do anything to, to get the doorway open? Uh, nope. You, I'm just going to say you guys spent the time clearing the door now that Ozal has kind of mapped out the area. You form your battle tactics. These skulls, like I said, are just kind of floating probably five, four or five feet off the ground, kind of rotating slowly as they uh, just stand sentry in the hallway. Oh, in that case, Caliban is going to uh, move 10 feet in then. Bonus action, rage. And then strike this uh, flame skull right there for two strikes of Winter's Howl. Perfect. Uh, 22 to hit and 15 to hit. Um, both hit. Okay, so that's 19 slashing for the first attack and with one ice, so 20 points there, plus another 22. So... 42 points in total for both slings on the first flaming skull. All right. Um, I'm sorry. Here, let me roll down here. So minus... F uh, what was your total? I'm sorry. 44. Or 42, 44. excuse me. 42. Okay, I'm going to take off five points uh, because it's immune to ice. Um, it only... Yep, five points for ice. Perfect. All right. Two big hits from Caliban. It is still alive. Uh, Burn, bringer of dawn, you are next. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Hold on. What happens being weird? Okay. Okay. I am going to follow Caliban. So, <clears throat> 10, 20, 30, 40. Uh, how far can I move? 60? 60 if you're dashing, but that's your whole action. Okay. So I can't, because Caliban is right in front of the guy. Can I still attack him or no? Um, You are too far away. So he's actually 10 more feet away. So if you dash, you could get to like right here. Yeah, but then I'm just stuck there. But then you're stuck there, yes. So okay. I'll just stay here, I guess. Or yeah. Say he More could he could occupy the same square technically because it's ten foot blocks. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, just go go one above Caliban, and we'll say you're on the same spot, so that we don't have to shrink you or anything like that. Good okay, call, Max. Cool. Thank you. Thanks, Max. Uh, and then I will um attack twice with the uh, horse cutter. Uh, oh, I didn't mean to do that. Uh, Let's see, 14 and 26 both hit. Yay. The flame skull take myself off of becomes inert. <clears throat> Dropping to the ground, it begins to glow with green light. Okay. 
Kranglis, the false one. Oh, the Tinkerer. That's right. We changed your name. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm going to move here. And the cannon's going to be technically in the same spot, but I'll have him just sitting right here. Okay. I think all I can do is move this this far. Uh, you can use your bonus action to have the cannon attack, I believe. Okay, cool. Let's see. Um. So you have three options with the cannon. Uh, you have the force ballista, uh, which is a ranged melee spell attack. Uh, has a range of 120 feet, so you should be able to hit both either of the skulls down the hallway. Uh, you have the flamethrower or the protector. Flamethrower only goes uh, 15 foot cone. So force ballista. Uh, protector basically projects a 10 foot field that you can stand in uh, that gives you um, temporary hit points if you're standing in it. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and use the force ballista to hit this guy here. Why isn't it nice. working? This one. Closest one, um, I'm sorry. Correct? Yes. Okay, yeah. Uh, you rolled a 19 with dealing 14 force damage. Which it takes Excellent. all of that. Nice. Okay. That's your turn. The flame skulls will go. So I will have Burn, Caliban, Stolos, the Eldridge Cannon. Just those. So we're going to censor it on Caliban. Um, make a dexterity saving throw as a fireball comes hurling down the corridor at you. Um, do they get my bonus? They do. Okay. Or Caliban does. I'm sorry. Um... Maybe 25 for Caliban with it. Dang. 15, 13. Um, and uh, Kringlis, just roll me a flat d20 for your cannon. Because it has a, a dexterity of 10. Well, if I'm occupying the same square as Caliban, then Kringlis should get the bonus as well. Is it 10 feet or 4? It's 10 feet for your aura, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, why not? Oh, man. Roll 20 is chugging. So, three. Uh, your cannon fails. So, those of you who rolled 13 or lower take 23 damage. Those of you who rolled above 13 take half damage. Caliban takes quarter damage because he's a brass, er, brass dragon. Um, Crank us to get the bonus so you don't get hurt. Or you don't get a full damage. Yeah. So, how much? See, 11 points of damage. If you passed. Which means Caliban takes five? Six? Yeah. Yeah. Five and a half, yeah. Uh, and then, same thing. One more fireball comes streaking down at you guys. Um, so, one more round of dex checks, please. Dex checks. Nine. Oh, six. Oh my god. 
plus your plus five say, though, so you still you still saved. Cal Calamban only gets a ten. Okay, so Calamban takes half damage. Kringlis has six. Uh, and then one more for your cannon as well, Kringlis. Nineteen. Your cannon passes. How much health does your cannon have? I actually need to look that up. Aldrich Cannon. Let's see. Pass the first one. It has 40 hit points. Minus 11. Minus 10. Alright. Uh, so those of you who saved, so burn and, well, Caliban takes half damage. You guys will take 10 fire damage, and those of you who failed will take 21 fire damage. Uh, Marius. So did I pass? I'm confused. Yes, you passed, because you have a plus 5, and the saving throw is 13. Okay. So I take how much damage? 10? 10. Jesus Christ. Uh, Marius Rodari, your turn. Sorry, I'm looking. I unfortunately don't think I have any uh, spells that reach that far. So all of them require at least 60 feet. So, what I will do is I can do. Okay. Range of 30 feet. So, if I move to there. Perfect. Okay. I will uh, move to here, and then I will cast Bless and affect Burn, Kalimban, and Kringlis. Nice. And Go ahead and read Bless for our listeners. I don't know, I don't know okay. that you've used it recently. I have not. So uh, it's one action to cast up to three creatures of your choice within range. 30 foot range, verbal uh, somatic material, a sprinkle of holy water, concentration up to one minute. You bless up to three creatures of your choice within range. Whenever a target makes an attack roll or a saving throw before the spell ends, the target can roll a d4 and add the number rolled to the attack roll or saving throw. So that will also help them out a bit more from those, uh, <laughs> from saving from those fireballs. Uh, as a bluing, blue light for from the god Helm begins to enchant your weapons in body. Uh, does that work for the cannon as well, out of curiosity? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that part. Uh, I, I would imagine so, considering that uh, it functions off of uh, off of Kringlis. But that, mm -hmm. that would be up to you, Dungeon Master, if it works for the the Edwards cannon as well. I would say so. Sweet. They are blessed. Um, that is all I can do. That's my movement and my action. All right. Are you going to stay there within fireball range? Uh, I kind of had to move this far or this close. Oh, so. Okay. All but right. I actually I should be outside fireball range from if they sent the Earth on Kalimban. That's true. So. All right. Uh, Ozal the Wise. 
wise or yeah. Has Caliban taken damage, by the way? Yes, I have been taking oh. damage for him. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I will move 10, 20, 30 up to here. 10, 20. Uh, and I'm going to stay here because I need to dash, but I don't want to dash and be right in the middle here. And then Vor, let me just double check how far he can fly. Uh, 60 fly. Yep. 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. And then he can dash up to 60 as well, correct? Yes, that would be his action. 10, 20, 30. And then I'll put him 30 feet up for the last 30. Okay. So 310. And uh, I'll just have him like off center so I don't cover up. Uh, who's that? Burns token? That's Burn. Yeah. Yep. And uh, that'll be my turn. Hopefully I'll be able to get into combat next uh next round i guess i'll, um, I'll hold the hold an action uh of a mind sliver if i guess for some reason a flame skull pops up you know where i can see them yes that'll be my turn okay caliban let's see here caliban is going to go that's 40, 70, so he would have to double. Actually, Marius will use a Divine Expedition at the start of uh, Caliban's turn, down to two of those left, to allow Caliban to move a mo his full movement. So he's going to go 10, 20, 30, 40, and then on Caliban's turn, he'll be able to go 10, 20, 30, and still get an attack. Nice. So, Caliban's reaction is used up, but he is able to get two swings of Winter's Howl with Rage. 23, 23, 18 plus 17, 35 points of damage. And I have already ex excluded the ice Thank you so much. Uh, Marius will speak out. Make sure you throw those skulls away. Remember, they explode. <laughs> um, yes, uh, Vilas from the corner chuckles. <laughs> um, burn. Yes. <clears throat> um, okay, let me... How do I dispose of the skull, then? You can use an action to pick it up and throw it as an improvised weapon if you want to. That's not bad. That's a pretty good idea. Right? Uh, That's a hundred foot throw to... Uh, let's see. Give me... It's throwing an item. It depends. Do you want to throw it as an attack or do you just want to throw it away from you? Because if you throw it with just like... You just want to hurl it down the towards the flame skull, the last one that's alive, I'd allow you to make an athletics check, which has made an advantage for you because you're Goliath. Uh, because it falls into the category of lifting, pulling, or throwing, right? Okay. If you make an attack with it, meaning that you're trying to throw it and hit the skull, it's going to be made a disadvantage because you're making an attack. So athletics is probably your best path. Um, and you just kind of hurl it down there and it'll explode whenever it explodes. Does it have, like, oh. They do have counters, but that's kind of meta. But yeah. Uh, yeah, let me just hurl it down the hall. 
And if it lands near it and explodes, cool. If not, at least, you know, it's not by us. All right, give me an athletics check at advantage. Okay. And then depending on what you roll, I will just, you just tell me where you want me to put it and I'll put it there. Or if you fail hard, we'll talk. Athletics, here we go. 25. Yeah, you, you like, one hand, like, scoop it up with your sword and just bat it down the hallway. Um, and it goes streaking down the hallway. Where would you like me to put it? Um, as far as possible, but as close to the skull as possible. Perfect. Yeah, you were able to hit these back two doors over here, and it actually ricochets off the doors and lands right under the skull um, at the far end of the hallway. Cool. So and I'll put it adjacent for now. Uh, yeah. Would you like to move on your turn? Or... Uh, you, you know can move what? thirty feet. No, I'm gonna stay right here. Okay. All right. Craigslist. All right. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna move next to burn. Uh, let's see. I'd like to use my crossbow. Nice. On the surviving skull, and then attack it with the force ballista. Boom. That didn't work. Oh, no. Force ballista is a critical failure. Um, and then a vicious light crossbow hits. It does hit. Dealing six piercing. Um, oh, yeah. There it is. 80 to 320. Holy cow. That crossbow bows... That Costco bolt goes so far. Costco bolt. Wow. <laughs> At the Costco. Uh, yeah, you hit dealing six force, uh, six damage. Um, your ballista critically misses. Uh, the flame skull will go. I actually. Hold on two seconds. I'm going to back up here. I'm going to use the reaction, because you hit with your crossbow, to use Hellish Rebuke on you. Uh, Hellish Rebuke, the eyes of the... Oh, I'm not within 60 feet. Never mind. It does not have the range. Sweet. Never mind. Uh, I will just throw a fireball at Burn. Last fireball of the day right here. Um, DC 13, so maybe Vor? 20 foot radius. No, so not Vor. Yeah, Vor is 30 foot up for that reason. Nice, that was strategic there, bud. Nice job. Thanks, bro. Um, so burn the cannon and um, Krangless. I will have you guys make a dexterity saving throw. You do get the plus 1d4 from Bless and 5 from Burn. Holy cow! Critical. So you guys both are able to make the save. There's kind of this uh, wash of blue energy uh, that kind of blesses your rolls uh, as you guys get all of the the extra juice. Um, each of you takes 15 points of fire damage uh, instead of 31, which I believe does that kill your cannon here. I know it gets Krangless. <laughs> oh no, are you down, Krangless? I am. 
Alright, Kringlis goes down. Your cannon is still standing, though. Um... Will you do me one thing? Will you shift-click on the cannon and see if you go down, um, if your cannon goes away? I actually don't know what the rules on that are. It does not. It does not. It stays even I if know. she's unconscious. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let, let me double-check, though, because I think it's still able to do things? I don't remember, though. Let me look. Well, actually, Mario, since your turn, I will. I can take a look through the character sheet while you are describing your action, if you'd like. Sure. All right, uh, Marius still is not going to be able to affect this thing at all. So I am actually, what I will do is I will bonus action healing word Kringlis to get it up as a ability. Healing word coming your way. Seven points of healing to Kringlis. All right. Thanks, man. No problem. The, the power of Helm will heal you. Ozal. Uh, Ozal's kind of also in that same position where he can't really do a lot, so 10, 20, 30, and then dash 10, 20, 30. Uh, Vor will move 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, and um, that's going to be my turn. I think this fight may be over before I get to affect it too much, but... That's um, okay. To answer your my question, it lasts for an hour or until it has zero hit points. Heads up. Go ahead, Ozal. Sorry to interrupt you. No, that's it. I I just I don't think I'm going to have too much of an effect on this combat, but that's okay. okay. I needed to not get double fireballed because that would have really sucked for me. Caliban, um, at the start of your turn, the furthest skull explodes. Uh, a wash of fire goes out. And it is destroyed. Unfortunately, the flame skulls are immune to fire, so nothing happens to it. And then this counter counts down to one. Okay. Go ahead and take Cal your turn. Calaman's going to go 10, 20, 30, 40 to here and make two swings. Fourteen. Give me one second. I'll add a D four to that, and nineteen. No need. They both hit. Okay. Cool. Um, that's gonna be nineteen plus eighteen, so thirty-seven points of damage. Ooh, hoo, hoo. you sneaky close. Uh, there's no real way of me telling you that it's critical, but it is critical. No. Uh, because these are construct creatures, and they. They don't take damage until they explode. I mean, maybe there's some scratches or the skull starting to cave in a little bit. It looks rough, but... Yeah. Burn. Bringer of Dawn. Yeah. 
king of the angles and the first men, you know, all that jazz. Uh, let's see. Well, he's really too far away for me to do anything. I can't get over there. Javelin. Um, Kingdom Hearts, your sword across there, my guy. I do have a javelin. <laughs> you do? Um, yeah, let me char- uh, can I make that? I- let me look at your character sheet. So, if you look at javelin, uh, when you pull it up, there should be under- like, if you hit the eye where the javelin is, there will be a range that'll pop up. If it's within that range, it's a normal attack. If it's outside that range, it's made a disadvantage. But I want to say it's like 30 to 60. Yeah, 30 feet. to 60. Oh, man, I'm good. Uh, so you, can, you can't make a throw. It is made a disadvantage, though. Uh, I mean, it's better than not doing jack shit. So. Let's do it, my guy. Disadvantage, javelin. A 10. 11. Does bless, is bless for attack rolls, too, or is it just saving throws? Attack rolls and saving throws. Oh, add a d4. You're so close. Okay. Uh, Looking for three up. Four. Oh, like close. Wait, maybe I can help them. Ooh, I could use Splash of Genius. That's a reaction. Uh, let's see. Let me read this. Uh, it says when a cre- when you are another creature you see within thirty feet makes an ability check or saving throw. Oh yeah, it's a reaction. Sorry. That's all right. Um, I wish an attack the key, was the key, yeah, check, say the, yeah. The key thing you didn't say there that was that it allowed you to, to use it on an attack roll. Yeah. You you make a good attempt though, Burn. You just miss it by like you're looking at the fire at this skull. It's like 110 feet away from you, and you throw it, thinking you're going to hit, but it just kind of passes through this ethereal green flame creeping outside of the skull. Uh, pinging off the back wall, making a torch that sheds this green light as your um, javelin is consumed by this fire. Cool. Great. Oh, good light. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to use my Eldritch Cranon to attack with the Force Ballista. 25. That does it. <laughs> the skull explodes. And you are out of combat. Don't um, don't you mean it goes inert? Yes, Cal- I'm sorry. It, go- it goes inert. <laughs> so Caliban can get out of the explosion radius. <laughs> um, yes, you might get caught by this other one down here, depending on which way you run. So you tell me which way you want to push Caliban. Uh, you have roughly twelve seconds. On the one that just fell, and about it starts at the start of your turn, it'll explode on the other one. Well, the other one will ex- should explode before Caliban goes, right? Yes. Because yes, yes, you're right. And, and then he can move south safely. Correct. So let's do that. All right. Uh, boom, this big wash of green fire goes off. Not not enough to hit uh, Vor. Uh, Caliban, you go streaking through the flames as the other one explodes a couple seconds behind you. Uh, you are out of combat now. Violas, it's safe now. Come retrieve so, your master's items. Say, did his master's items get burned up in the initial fireball that got cast in the party on top of the master's corpse? That is a <laughs> oh. really good question. Um, <laughs> jinkies. He, I, <laughs> jinkies, oh no. 
Uh, yeah, he kind of creeps in. He's like, well done, my friends. Powerful indeed. Uh, he begins to dig through his master's corpse with, like, nary a, a care in the world. Uh, peeling off the the insignia of the scorched robe of uh, the Red Wizards of Thay. And he says, and so here lies Akrem the Pragmatic. Damn it all, the spellbook has been destroyed. And he kind of just uh, uses produce flame and like burns up the the sigil of the scrap of cloth that he rips off uh he does pull up a pretty ornate staff that he looks at and he says well this will have to do um i want that he he bows and he says thank you for your aid i wish you the best of luck in this cursed temple and he spits and begins to walk off Be safe on their travels, then, Vilas. Best of luck, Vilas. Hopefully we'll see each other on the other side. I hope not. I really fucking hate this guy, to be completely honest. You should have fucking killed him. He's not out of the room yet. I mean, he's... If you want to take a turn and and take a shot at him, you can, Ozol. That would just push me further towards lawful evil or... I don't want to. It, be it would, but no, I'm good. I, just there's saying. no point. All right. Okay, so um, we're here. Is there any you entrances that we can see? Yes, there are three in this hallway. Uh, there is one here. Okay. One here. One here. And then the double doors at the end. Sorry, four entrances. Uh, three side, one main, I guess, to carry you deeper. How would you like to proceed, Kranglis? You may be on mute, Dini. Investigation commencing. I'd like to investigate this room here. Okay. Let me pull off the dynamic lighting. Sorry, I didn't turn off the voice changer. You're good. Um, yes. You creak open the door to X18. Um, this door leads to a uh, 20 foot long 10 foot high hallway of bare stone uh, that has an amber door at each end of it so the door you open is amber and the one that you can see is on the far end is also amber okay um i'd like to maybe roll a perception check make sure there's no traps or anything in here yeah of course Uh, 11. There seems to be no traps that you can see. Alright, I'm gonna keep going in. Is this door unlocked at the far end? It is locked. Hmm. Uh, I believe I have some tools for that. Some thieves tools? 
Oh, yeah. Um, go ahead and roll me a d20 and double your proficiency bonus if you are proficient with these tools. Got a six. Uh, you I... break off one of the picks inside the lock. Wonderful. Uh, well, I guess <laughs> it's not a critical right. failure. I'm sorry. You are unable to pick the lock on this door. Uh, it seems to be stuck from the weather of time. Gotcha. You could flash of genius yourself to not break the pick. I, I got retconned that. Sorry, it wasn't a critical failure. I thought it was. Well, even still. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's six. What's your proficiency bonus? Doubled. I'm sorry. Hold on. Uh, where is that? Um, three? Nine. So yeah, that's still six. not enough. So that would be another six for 12. Yep. It is still stuck or locked. Okay, Marius Rodari. I'll begin to uh, help out, and I'd like to investigate this doorway. Is the door trapped in any way, shape, or form? Or locked? Perception check. A or investigation. A 30 for perception. <laughs> Fucking A. Uh, you... You begin to see mathematical geometry outlines the flow of air under the door. Uh, time itself slows as you narrow your focus and perceive the entirety of this plane of existence with a 30. Um, it is not trapped. Would you like to open it? Is it locked? It is not locked. I will open the door. You open it. Um, how far in are you going, if I may ask? Is the floor directly opposite trapped, or is there a tripwire? Nope. No, no tricks of any kind in this room. I will walk in. Okay, you walk into X19. Uh, stone blocks resembling tables stand in the center of the room covered in dust. Carved into the stone walls are these niches filled with hundreds of dusty bottles. Cobwebs hang from wooden ladders that lean against the walls. Uh, the ceiling is 15 foot high. 15 foot high in this room. Bottles, you say? Mm hmm. Maybe there's some wine. I'll begin perusing. Okay. Um, you peruse the walls. Uh, um, hmm. What check would you like to make to do to decide what these bottles are? Um, I'm leaning towards Arcana, but I feel like that's also kind of either telling or leading. So you tell me how you want to investigate these bottles. Maybe medicine. Sure. Oh, I did not mean to roll that with advantage, but uh, I did roll did roll a twenty three. Okay. Um, 
as you wipe off, do you, are you touching them or how are you medicing these? Uh, yeah, that would be the procedure. I would have to pull them out and you know okay. open o- open it, smell it. Yeah. <sighs> See if there's any labels. Pull the dust and then pull the, the cork out and you look inside and dried to the inside of these uh, bottles. The cork has withered and is kind of crumbling and falling apart. Uh, they seem to be some form of potion. Uh, and as you look around, this seems to be some sort of potion storage room. You think the ladders are to access the higher, the, the three tiered shelves, these great big shelves, uh, on multiple levels. Um, a lot of these have cracked or broken, but they seem to be potions of some kind. Ozol, I will need your assistance in this room. Um, there's a plenty of potion here. Maybe you could discover if there's a uh, a secret or, or any of these are magical in nature. Uh, of course, my boy. And I will begin walking towards uh, Marius. Uh, at which point I will actually... I'll step to about here and give a little flick of that new wand that I discovered. Oh. Pray tell, what does your new wand do? Uh, You had mentioned it was a wand of secrets. So the wand has three charges. While holding it, you can use an action to expend one of its charges. And if a secret door or trap is within 30 feet of you, the wand pulses and points at the one nearest to you. The wand regains 1d3 charges daily at dawn. And what was the distance on that? I'm sorry. 30 feet. Yes. So I kind of purposely placed myself 30 feet from any of the walls. Uh, See if anything pops up. Yeah. I like them apples. Oh. A faint ethereal glow lands across the wall uh, northwest of you. Interesting. This is quite handy. At the joint, I'll kind of stuff it back into my belt. Okay. Ozal, you see Marius uh, tweak a wand and presumably nothing happens and then you see him look with interest to the northern wall as you enter the random potion storage room how would you like to proceed Ozol? uh i would like to um see, uh, identify what these potions are are these ladders here on the north and the east walls yeah so uh i guess to redescribe the room to you it's a four-walled room with 15 foot high ceilings the ladders stretch about 12 feet up to the top oh, are they of the to, like, shelves. get to the potions? Yes, just like okay, in the library, gotcha. right? Yeah, sorry about that. I missed that. Um, I will... Uh, I guess, does Marius still have these potions in his hand, or are they on the table now? Oh, right. the, the walls are lined with potions. Oh, shit. Okay. what yes. it sounds like. Um, sure. sure. I guess I'll begin ritual casting... Detect magic. Uh, probably detect magic, yeah. Um, for the duration, you sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you. I'll stand... I guess with Marius in that thirty foot 
range. Uh, you can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic. You learn at School of Magic, if any, and this bug can penetrate most barriers, but is blocked by one foot of stone or one inch of common metal, a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood or dirt. And uh, while I'm ritual casting the uh, incantation and doing that spell, uh, I guess I'll go to Caliban's turn and we'll come back to me. Okay. Uh, what is Caliban doing? This is so boring. He's just going to go and follow these guys. Caliban can help me break this door. <laughs> he can. So you're stuck on it? If you ask him to do it, he'll give it an attempt. Your assistance is required. <laughs> he'll come up and try an athletics at open. Uh, 23. That is just the number you needed. Uh, the door opens, leading to a staircase. Good work. Down below to the depths of the Emperor Temple. Anything else Caliban would like to do? No, that'll be basically be it for now. Alright. Um Burn. You're just hanging out in the hallway and everybody you see everybody kinda of branch out and head off. What are you doing? There is oh. two doors at the end that have not been opened. Your friends have gone down the middle door and the first door, there is a third door that has not been opened as well. Uh, I'm not opening any doors if I'm alone and this low on health, so I'm just going to stick with the group over here. Okay. No no solo adventuring for me. Let's see. Marius is actually going to step up to... Oh, sorry, we're on Kringles' turn. My apologies. Anything Investigation else? in progress. Where would you like to go, Kringles? Uh, I'd like to go down the stairs. Okay, you head down uh, X21 to the basement. I'm just going to put you at the bottom of the stairs uh, because that's essentially your whole turn's worth of movement. I'm also assuming that Burn kind of is going with you seeing as he wants to stick with his friends. Um, and I'll put your cannon since it's slower by half um, two squares behind you. Um, do you tell anyone that you guys are going down the stairs or you just head down there? Um, I'm just headed down. If Burn wants to tell anyone, that's cool. Okay. Well, I will split you guys off here in just a second and get you on the second map to the lowerest section uh, as you go down the stairs. Uh, Ozal, detect magic. Um, I'm gonna do this before your turn, Mario, since that was kind of he was waiting. You you spend how much time? Are you just doing like a cursory walk of the room, like real quick, and seeing if anything lights up? Uh, I mean, I think it should all light up at the same time. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, because the... Yes. So yeah. you, you spin in a circle, and out of the hundreds of potions, 99.9% .9 of them are broken. 
broken uh, or they've sat so long that the magic has kind of worn off. This temple is hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of years old. You find two potions that are that light up, that still have retained their uh, magic. Okay. Would you be able to tell me what these potions are? Um, yeah, yeah, for simplicity's sake, sure. I will link them directly to you. Okay. Um, I will, um, I guess I'll wait that, and if they're any good, I'll put them in my component pouch. And then I will, uh... Are you going to send those to me on Discord or just whisper chat? I'm just going to send to you in-game chat here. Okay, copy. Anything else? May I, may I tell the listeners what they do? Um, or no? Sure, if you want to. Okay, a potion of growth and a potion of poison. Now add those to my inventory, and uh, I will look those up later. Okay. Other and I that, will this... join uh, Marius... beans yeah this room seems to uh that's it okay awesome are you guys wanting to go down the stairs to the second map uh i want to open the the wall here that i've discovered yeah okay you walk over uh to the wall and you can see that there is a um like a chart that has been framed on the wall that is slightly falling apart um, as you walk over, you kind of try to figure out, like, what, how do I open this? And as you put your hands on it, you pull down on the painting, uh, or this, I'm sorry, this chart that has been burnt out that had different mathematical algorithms for creating potions, and the door slides open. Hmm. Revealing a hallway. And you see uh, the Eldritch Cannon spiraling clink, 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 down the set of stairs. And you see Caliban uh, in the room to your right. Everyone, we should probably finish searching up here before we go down anything. Clear a floor? I agree. Hello? Uh, Hello? Dini and Dean, what would you, would you like to reply? Or do you want to just keep going? Um, he makes a good point, Kringlis. Perhaps we should return to the floor, Bob. Understood. Uh, Marius, also on your turn, you notice that the wall across from you is also glowing. It seems to be within distance of the spell that was originally cast. Oops, wrong layer. Send to map layer. This goes across. It does. I would continue across then and try and investigate this wall. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me investigation, and then we'll hop over to Ozol. A five. Um, you. Hmm. You seem. You know the wall is a secret wall but you were trying to find the trigger and you think that it is not triggered from this side. 
Um, I will look at this door. Do I um, notice any traps on the door? Uh, your, te- your detect magic is still going, so there is no magical trap on this door. Um, okay. I will mage hand the door and uh, see if it's locked or unlocked. The door is unlocked, but it is heavier than five pounds. So you cannot open it with mage hand, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, and is the door such that Vor could peek under it, or no? No. This door actually is a little bit more ornate than the other doors. Uh, and there was something scratched into the wood, but you cannot make it out anymore. Uh, almost like there was a placard that originally was hanging here. And the placard was scratched into the wood? Uh, something... I'm sorry, not scratched in. Uh, like a... Like, you know, if you were to, like, leave, like, a, like an impression, maybe, of where this placard originally was, like a, like a name placard or a room name, do you know what I'm saying? Like, the oh, wood so has worn could... differently. I There's, see. like, a, yeah, yeah, a yeah, pattern. Yeah. Um, okay, I guess I'll open the door. Okay. You open the door to reveal a giant castle. Oh gosh. There's tools and chairs. Um... How do you proceed? Like, like a, a model diorama. kit? Like a model kit? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah like a, like a two-scale diorama of what you would presume uh, night after night looking on the horizon, you recognize the towers, parapets, and walls of Castle Ravenloft. Oh. Oh, shit, man. Um, interesting. Um... And is is there any magic in this room now that I've stepped inside? Um, give me two seconds. I'm reading through the guide here to make sure. Yes, there is. Okay. Would you be so kind to pinpoint it for me? Oh, talking, talking. Um. Yes, so over here, there is a wooden chest um, that okay. kind of lights up in the desiccated wood. Sorry, I was reading through the descriptions. Um, so okay. dominating this room is a 12-foot-tall model of a dark castle with high walls and tall spires. Behind it, tucked in the corner, are some ruined furnishings and a wooden chest. The wooden chest seems to be getting off a faint magic glow. Okay. Um, is the chest locked or unlocked? It is locked. It's a large banded iron chest. Um, so it's like old rotted wood with banded iron. You may or may not choose to touch it, but there is a large padlock on the front that is rusted. Okay, I'll mage hand the padlock. Padlock. Um, yeah, it just crumbles at your touch. And then I will use mage hand to open the treasure. Or the Make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Uh, Dexterity saving throw is a 17. Okay. Flying out from the chest are six darts that go... Marius, you hear... Against the wall. And you hear Ozal quickly moving out of the way. You are not struck, nor do you take any damage. Wow. Because this trap was uh, mechanical, not magic in nature. Um, Okay. Inside the box. uh, The wooden chest contains an old map case um and then I will allow you to make a perception check okay 
13? 13. Uh, as you pull open the map case, you also see that since the box is like somewhat rotting, it's kind of leaning. The wood where the map case was sitting has deteriorated to a point that you can see that there's actually something below this level of the box, as if there's a false bottom. Okay, I will investigate this false bottom. Yeah, you uh, tear open the bottom and find a leather-wrapped book. Ooh, tell me about this book. And also, is this book the source of the glow inside this box? It is the source of the glow. Oh, I'm liking this. Tell me about this book. Um, I am trying to get it to pop up, but it is saying... Um... perfect you find this red covered book uh with what looks like an old man on it uh with like a ruby crystal set into his head uh the book itself seems to be bound in an exotic red leather um and you get the sense that it is magical but you think it would take several hours of investigating to fully glean what this book could do for you just on a quick inspection does it look like a spell book or is it just it is like not completely unknown. It is okay. um, completely unknown. As you begin to open the book, and the pages themselves seem blank as you're just kind of skimming through it, except for the front page. Okay. Um, I will put that on my belt for now, and uh, perhaps when we leave the temple, I will investigate it further. Um, I will. I'm going to ask you if I can do something, and you can tell me yes or no. Um, I would like to have the crystal sort of scan this model. And so we can reference this later because we didn't really get to look too in depth into Strahd's uh, castle the last time we were there. I think that would be a good thing for us to have uh, more information on. Um, I guess like through Magnus, I guess to like kind of take a note of what's going on here. I would say you would have to spend a great deal of time to do that, like an hour or two. It'd be like a short rest, and the thing that you would be doing is dedicating to memory with Magnus impressions of this castle. So you can always come back to this room, if you'd like. Um, And you have not opened the the map case either. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought that was inside the map case. Okay, um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to open the map case. Um, yeah, you open the map case and you can see there is the first layer of Castle Ravenloft um, from the outside. So it is the perimeter of the courtyard, the walls, and the footprint of the castle. Um, and it's really badly faded. The other maps have faded to a point that it's no longer able to be salvageable. But you have what essentially you can see from this diorama. Um, there is also a small, like, notes about the castle that essentially talk about how long it took to take to build this model, um, the countless uh, changes that Strahd had made on the job to the castle that were not recorded here, uh, and several other small footnotes about building the castle that it took several months to build just and the these, diorama. This is in the footnote of the map case. On the it map. is. Okay. Yep. Um, so essentially the map that I have is just this right here. Correct. 
you you okay, do so think it, like as you you like look at the the diorama, do you touch it at all or anything? Yeah, I'll like mage hand just to like see if there's, you know, like how. Yes, I know. Some exactly models you can say. like pick it up and then you have like an interior. Exactly. Yes, as you lift off the like the guard hut closest to you, uh, you can take off and it comes off in three layers with the mage hand. You like set one each down and it shows the inside of the guard castle to a pretty accurate scale. Um, signed at the bottom of the note. Uh, there's a name that you can't make out, but you see lead architect. So you believe this was probably an architectural room of some kind. Hmm. Okay. Um, boy, I wish I could. I don't know that we have the time to do that, but that sounds like it would be nice. Um, you could always <sighs> holler to your friends. Yeah, I will, um, kind of, uh, gesture towards Marius and um, Marius is on the other side of the wall that is oh I'm sorry place. I thought he had broken through no, um, nope. I'll go back into the hall and, and um, ask for Marius to come assist me Kranglis as well okay the party gathers in the architect's room uh, Marius Kranglis and, and uh, Burn Kranglis do you have any ability to scan this map or um, it this is, is a wealth of information that would be very useful to us. Quite a replica um, of Castle Ravenloft. This must have taken forever to construct. Uh, yes. Being that we did not have our opportunity to scout the outer perimeter of the castle last we were there, and being that this map has some details of the interior, I think it would be most wise for us to glean as much information from this as we can before we head down. Dini, it sounded like you were going to ask a question. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I don't officially have any sort of ability like that, but, like, as a robot construct, it sort of makes sense that he would. Like, I don't have a spell for that, is what I mean. Right. You think that if you, Ozal, and Marius spent several hours in this room, you between the three of you, you could each record a detailed map, one of you sketching, one of you describing, the other of you maybe using some sort of magic means of like Magnus's help or whatever to create maps based off of the castle that you can see. A cursory look that would take probably more than two or three hours. I think that was probably an underestimate on my part. Uh, this this is more, depending on how in-depth you want to go, um, you could just skip to certain levels if you wanted to and get like a cursory outline. Uh, it, it all depends on what you guys want to do. It, it'll take less can time this, with multiple um, people, but I don't think that there's a way that you could scan it per se, um, even though you are a wonderful robot boy. I'm going <laughs> to ask a question, and it's probably a silly question, but let me... Do we have any sort of spell that can shrink this and that we can put in the bag of holding and then just, like, take it in the Prima Vista? That, my good friend... There are three options, uh, I would say, along this line of thought. One, This is too good of, like, a resource, to be honest. It is. Like, it's kind of crazy. One, you could summon your room, take a short rest, and take the time to try and move this castle into your extra-dimensional space. It would take all of you working in tandem 
to gently lift this very fragile, old wooden diorama. Uh, and there would be a pretty decent skill check involved with that, because once you take it apart, you know, you're basically working from top to bottom, and there is a small chance that you could topple and destroy this whole thing. Right? Or a pretty decent chance. Number two, uh, you could cast Enlarge Reduce on it, shrinking it by half of its total size, so it would go from... Uh, what did I say the dimensions were? Architect's Room... 12 foot tall. It would go to 6 feet tall instead of 12 feet tall. And then attempt to transport it into your room or into a bag of holding. But the, the issue is, it's, it's like going back to your like dollhouse diorama. If you were just to take it and chuck it into the bag of holding, you'd have all the pieces, but you wouldn't necessarily have the recall of how to rebuild them, depending on how much time you took on it, right? And let alone if anything gets broken. Okay, I'll I'll pass my turn. I think Mario said my turn's too long. <laughs> That's fine. I, actually, I think he may be. He may have stepped out for a moment, but I I'm guess back. if burnt. Oh, okay. Sorry for the longest turn ever. This is like a huge thing. Gotta like oh, I know. Out. It's just like the whole party could be talking about this. <laughs> oh, well, Which I mean, you guys are in here. Segway us yeah, in yeah. here. <laughs> yep. Um, hmm. Don't we have an enlarged reduced potion? You have I, don't, I, I don't think <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no, no. I think I think Burn has one from like a while ago. I don't think a potion's going to work on an object. You can't feed a potion to an object. It's pretty um, good there. But I could try. I think this would be a potentially worthwhile room to take an extended rest in whenever we're ready for that. Yeah, that's Burn. what I was thinking cuz Kringlis doesn't need to sleep. Burn I th- I think you had mentioned, or I heard you had mentioned, that you were quite heavily wounded. How is everyone else feeling? Do do we suspect we could at least take an hour, maybe, to start studying this and cure some of our wounds? I think if this is such an invaluable tool, we need to take the time to inspect it thoroughly, and we also need to rest. We've definitely got our asses kicked. I'm more focus on the basement. I'm more concerned with uh, what's going on as I kind of point at my own hand. This spreading further. So the less time we spend here, the better. Um, I think we should try and push as hard as we can before we try and take an extended long duration the rest. I agree. It will be many hours before we can do such a thing. But uh, how how wounded is everyone? Would a short rest be beneficial? I'm not wounded at all. You've healed me up quite well, Marius. Caliban speaks up. I could use uh, a bit of a breather. I, I'm down a bit. Okay. Yeah. Looking over at Burn. I clearly need a rest. Okay, cool. Let's take an hour then for the for uh, the those that don't need to heal, they can focus on studying the castle, and the others can expend some hit dice to heal themselves. Um, Caliban is actually going to expend two hit dice to heal himself. So. 
he's only 11 points below. Oh my god, who's touching my sheet? Um. Holy Jesus. Cody, are you touching my sheet? You're on mute, by the way. I am not. I'm so sorry. Roll 20 just actually crashed on me. I just put it in private chat. Okay. Uh, so sorry, I am. My sheet is freaking out. No, 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 no. I am not touching anything. I actually was trying to alter the map just to skosh to. Uh, see if what was on my DM layer and then because there's some stuff going on in some adjacent rooms and as I did that roll 20 literally just took the biggest dump so I'm okay. resetting really quick Cody during this hour um, if I'm observing this model can I still recover some spell slots or no um, for arcane recovery Can you read Arcane Recovery to me? Just uh... Uh, You have learned to regain some of your magical energy by studying your spellbook once per day when you finish a short rest. You can choose expended spell slots equal... Uh, to recover, the spell slots can have a combined level that's equal to less... Less than half of your wizard level rounded up. And none can be six level or higher. So I could gain up to four levels. I will say this. How long are you... If you're resting for an hour, I will probably say no. But if you push it longer, so multiple, like one or two hours, that seems a little bit more reasonable because you're you're focusing on mending your wounds, like bandages, that kind of thing, right? Then you're focusing on channeling your arcane power back into what you're doing, and then you're focusing on the model, right? So healing, magic, observing the model. I feel like it's kind of more fair. So maybe if, if you take more than an hour's worth of time to do that, I feel like that would be a little bit more appropriate to get all of those things all in one. But if the party just wants to take an hour, will I still be able to gain some spells back? I will say you can get your health back or your spells back and okay, then observe fair. the model, right? That's fair. Okay, so um, I will choose to gain... two level two spells back for now and uh, that'll be my one hour spin I'll choose not to use my health and I guess if I can study the map I will but if not I'll just take the spells because I'm pretty low on resources okay and you guys can always come back to this room too right like yeah I just didn't know if like the temple is going to be destroyed by all this stuff that we're doing so well, it's kind of why my friend you I never, never know. know um that'll be my turn or my rest rather Okay. What? Sorry, go ahead and talk about your mouse cells for just two seconds. Let me fix this. Burn, how many hit dice are you going to take? How many can I take? You could expend up to your eight if you got them, but um, remember, whenever we take a long rest, you only recover half of your total, so you would only get four back on a long rest. I don't know how far down you are. I only have you, 30 hit points of my and, 98. And you also have your lay on hands. Yeah. I also have potions. But lay on hands I could use in a battle. I can't use hit dice in a battle, right? Correct. Yeah, so I'm gonna... I guess I'll use four hit dice, and then if we 
rest, I get two back, right? Yep. So <laughs> if you click the actual hit die, it'll roll it for you. Uh, I don't. Where is that? I've never used it's, that before. It's below. It's below current hit points, and to the left a little bit, to the left of the death saves. Oh, that's right. So if you hover over hit dice. It'll actually click that, and it'll roll them for you, and you just click it four times. Okay, cool. One, two, three, four. Okay. So that's 36, 41 hit points back. Okay. So 70-something. 71. Nice. It's not too bad. Not awful. Okay. Um, Craigless, are you healing as well? Are you doing hit, hit dice? Yes, I uh, actually rolled two for 17. Okay. Perfect. I, uh, apologies to our stream, and for those listening later on, uh, <laughs> crashed. I am back online, so we're good to go. Everything's loading. Zach, are you doing okay uh, with sheets and stuff? Or are you still okay. lagging? Okay, okay. Uh, you guys spend the time, uh, like 30 minutes, getting your magic back. Um, you help each other, like, bandage each other up, casting spells, that kind of thing. Um, how are we tackling the castle, or are we coming back for that? Or uh, I think we're going to... half hour here. I think we're going to come back to that. Um, okay. I think there's one more room we have to clear up here. Yep. Yes, sir. I will, uh, I guess, walk towards the room and let someone who wants to lead us I'll make a I'll make a perception on the door to see if it's trapped the doll uh, perception 26 uh, just, sorry just briefly if I can we're playing on November uh, 6th so if you're watching this on the 12th which is our normal uh, game time we had to play a week early due to some uh, work conflicts so um, thank you for tuning in if you guys give us a bless we'll get, get that next episode and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy the episode so far okay you open the room to X22 hey look at that there's food there or a feast there is. Let, me, here, let me just grab the room really quick before you guys walk in uh, X22 the northwest annex um, torches and sconces illuminate a dining table in the center of the room. The table is covered with a magnificent feast that fills the hall with rich smells of cooked meat, sweet vegetables, piping hot gravy, and wine. The ceiling in here is 20 feet tall. Amber doors lead to the south hallway to area X18. Um, 17, not 18. That's an error in the guide. Um, and out. As you enter X-23, the the lights all on the wall <laughs> enter. How would you like to proceed? Isn't that Wolverine's daughter? I was thinking that too. <laughs> um, I guess we'll walk in. Alright, you walk in and there is a delicious feast just hanging out. That's suspicious. Sounds suspicious, yeah. yeah. Uh, that must be magical in nature, is is it not, Alzol? 
Um, I would that would need to recast. Anymore. Yeah, it's been too long. I would um, be very cautious of eating this food. Can I friends. use divine sense? Uh, not in this context. Okay. Um, other than this um, banquet here, it looks like there's some doors to the northeast. There is. But I feel like if we open those doors, we're going to get zapped. I just, I feel this. Because, yeah, this is the other side of that um, big hall. So um, no one is interacting or touching the the chairs and or festival hall that is happening here. Is that what I'm hearing? Nah, that should look suspicious. Sus. I am not going to, but I'm curious if Caliban or Burn or anyone else would. Because <clears throat> we just rested. We have plenty. We're, we're good on food and everything. As appetizing as this looks, I don't think there's a huge need for us to eat any of this. Yeah, but I mean, it's here. <laughs> take, take a bite, my boy. Be our guinea pig. I'm scared. I can do it. Well, I don't think you can, Kranglos. Physically. I can do whatever I want. You are autonomous. <clears throat> I think she's an automaton. Are you going to take a bite? Well, he can't actually eat, but he can grab the food. Actually, see if something happens. You, you can eat food, uh, believe it or not. As oh, really? A, <laughs> yep. So, yeah, you just got to park yourself in a chair and take a bite, or d- just give me the word porn that is the description. Okay. Oh, Kranglis, <laughs> uh... Unceremoniously takes a seat, kind of like looks at all the different choices. Um, I guess since he doesn't really have much of an appetite, uh, he just grabs just anything and takes a bite. All right, you pull the seat out. (laughs) I saw the roll. Oh no! How dare you! This was DM leading. Dude, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, let me explain hilarious. what is happening. This this room, 100%, is a trap. You're now officially in combat, and you have at least one of two attacks coming at you, Dini, uh, now that you have touched the table and have chosen to sit and eat the food. Um, <laughs> the table is real. The torches are real. The feasts and the chairs are an illusion created by the programmed illusion spell. The spell triggers when the door to the room is open. So the spell goes like the, the illusion is cast. Ooh, this beautiful smells and stuff. Physical interaction reveals that the feast and chairs are illusory. So I'm not going to knock you prone, but as soon as you touch the chair, um, and it breaks the the immersion for you, essentially. The torches in the room begin to glow an ethereal purple color. As soon as you touch it, the doors behind Calamban and um, Marius swing shut and lock. So you're now stuck in this room as combat begins. Uh, Specters emerge. uh, Seven of them from kind of where the seats are at. And combat commences. Uh, Dini. I have a question. Of course. 
If that wasn't real food, what did Kranglis just bite into? <laughs> Nothing. As literally, as soon as you touch the chair, so you actually didn't get the chance to bite into the food is the big thing. I, see. I guess That's, here. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna do a surprise round because even though it technically I could, I'm not going to, uh, because <laughs> you're now locked in this room. So, <laughs> Kranglis, two attacks are coming to you from the left and the right. Um, that is a critical hit. Oh, no. Oh, no. And with advantage, because you're being flanked, 20. I'm going I'm to... Two hits. Um, let me, let me take a look here, what old Ozal can do. He is old. <sighs> he is old. Um, I'm going to use a level one spell slot to cast Silvery Barbs. Um, so you'll reroll the 24. go! Okay. Uh, Ozal... Um, let me just roll again here. 13. And then, um, let me, uh, take a look here at, uh, Silvery Barbs. So, in addition to re-rolling the d20, <coughs> uh, you can choose a different creature you can see within range. You can choose yourself. The chosen creature has advantage on the next attack roll, ability check, or saving throw it wakes, makes within one minute. Uh, in this case, I'm going to give myself advantage on that next roll. You got it, my guy. You just make sure you remember that for me, if you don't mind. Yeah, I'm going to do... I don't know, this thing. Ah, not that thing. I mean, actually, I could do better than that. I'm sorry. Um, so one attack hits, uh, Dini, for 20. Oh, I okay. saved you from that second hit. I'd love to see it. Uh, Thank so you. 3d6 coming your way. That is 11 necrotic damage. Uh, and because that one hit, you must succeed a DC 10 constitution saving throw. Where its hit point maximum is reduced by the amount equal to the damage taken, this reduction lasts until the creature finishes a long rest. If the target dies, the effect reduces its hit point maximum to zero, meaning that you are dead. Okay. Um, so you don't want these things to reduce you to zero. Well, I only have four health now, so. <laughs> yep. So these two have gone. Um, this specter is going to float over to you, Dean. These ones are going to float over to Old Zol. Wait, uh, did Stolas not gain their hit points? Or that four is with... Kringles. The hit points that you gain. Or, uh, I'm sorry. Kringles. Stolas is not here. Sorry. It's been one of those days. He's old. I am old, Saul. <laughs> very, very old, Saul. Okay, okay, just so I'm, I make like, sure I'm not screwing so up. old. Like, aggressively old? Like, no one should be that oh old. Oh, my God. Okay, so two attacks. One on Burn is the first one. The what second the one on Ozol. Everyone else has had to use their action to dash, even though they can move through objects, um, to get to where they're at or has used their turn. So, critical hit on you. Ozol, do you have anything that you'd like to use on the Spectre as the, before I the conclude fuck? this attack? You Dude, I have no idea me? what's going on. What the fuck? You gotta declare no, no, no. these not attacks, my guy. Not against you. It's against Burn. First attack oh, okay. against Burn. The second attack is Thank against God. you. So, you have already used your reaction for Silvery Barbs. 
Yep, let me double check. Bum, ba, da, bum. Wait, the life drain is my uh, the attack on me? The critical hit is on you, but I'm asking Ozol if he's going to burn like a portent or a yeah, luck I'll, roll. I'll, um, so it's a 19 or an 11. I just want to make sure. Uh, that, those are separate attacks. The first attack is just against burn. It's 24. It's a critical hit. No, but for Wait, me, it's a 19, 19 or an 11. 19 or 11, yes, on you. Okay, so, but which is it, though? Is it 19 or Oh, 11? it's 19, because it's, it's a hit. 19. They're rolling an advantage due to their attacks. Okay, so abilities. I will... Yeah, no, that's fine. I will have a luck roll, so you'll re-roll the 19, and I can choose the lower. Okie dokie. Three. Okay, so, yeah, you'll take a three. To the 24? Uh, to, to the 19. 19. To the okay. 19. So, Burn, you take... 21 necrotic damage and your maximum hit point until you rest is reduced by 21 points. Okay, I guess. Jesus. Uh, let me write that down because I am going to forget. Yes. Uh, you might want to put that in Discord, someone. Uh, Ozal, the attack misses on you. Marius. Alright, this does not look good, as all of these specters have appeared up. Marius taps his shield as a pulse of blue energy just spreads out, and the symbol of Helm begins to hum and glow. He turns undead. <laughs> hey, <laughs> let's go. fucking go. I need every specter... So you need to make seven. one, two, three, four, seven uh, wisdom saving throws to resist turn undead. Uh, just take the left numbers. Um, the last one is the only one that succeeds. You're low on those. That's so critical, though. You see that? <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, all right. You, so you tell me who did not succeed. How does that sound? Uh, let's say the one that's beside uh, Ozol, Calaman, and myself. What Who did succeed, What yeah, I'm sorry, CR are these creatures? Um, they are one challenge rating one. I have destroy undead. Starting at fifth level. <laughs> wow! Dead of CR one or lower fails saving throw against your oh my the creature. God. The creature is instantly destroyed. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Mr. Radari. Nice. Actually, and it, it was one half at fifth and at, at eighth level, so the most recent level we just hit, I destroyed CR one. Mr. Dari, please explain to me how your god working through you destroys these creatures. That was that fucking incredible. Amazing. The blue energy just goes out, affecting all of these undead. They begin to glow and shine, and it reverberates back to the shield, and they just get sucked into it and just completely vaporized. That was fucking With the incredible. screaming howl of banshees, you send them into Helm's embrace. That's terrible. Um, wow. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Ozol. Oldzol. 
Oh, that was awesome. Marius, I mean, how, can I, how can I top that? What the hell? <laughs> I know, dude. You you are nothing if not a showman, but Marius has definitely stolen the show in this very specific I know. What the made hell? for encounter, which is why I was not afraid when I put them all on the um, table. Gotta love clerics, gonna, my guy. That was awesome. I'm gonna do Mind Sliver for DC 17 for 7 psychic damage. I succeed. Oh, how dare you. Roll Sorry. behind that screen. Conditional okay. duties. No, I did not. Um, I didn't have to roll. Oh, you're immune to psychic? Oh, that sucks. One of the few creatures. Oh, that's so rare. Okay, uh, that'll be my turn. It is. That's well, dude. We can talk about that later, maybe in an, like an off stream or something. But yes, I love psychic damage. Uh, Calumban. All right, let's see here. Calumban is going to. <laughs> just, I don't think he's going to need to in this one. He's just going to make. <laughs> Not anymore. Uh, Two regular swigs. Um, Flip flap. Dead. 1725. Alright, cool. <laughs> 26. One hit. Uh, <laughs> Band's Rage of the Ancestors and his magic weapon, uh, you cut the, the ghost from spectral floating hair down to flowing gown uh, as you hear the sound of tearing reality as this ghost is banished beyond the veil. Well done, my friends. Wow, that was thrilling. That, that I mean, if there was ever a highlights clip moment... Um, that was huge! That's that's definitely one of them. That was the worst meal I ever had. So the those of you hit, um, make sure you note down your hit point maximums, because they are gone until you long rest. How many so is you, How many uh, 21, I want to say, for you, Burn... Wait, yeah, 21 for burn, and then Stolas was 11. 21. It, so, hit me for 21, or both my HP and my yes. maximum? Yes. Damage. Correct. Your maximum has been reduced by 21 until you take a long rest. So you cannot heal. Like, say your hit points are 100. Uh, you can't heal the full 100. It would be 79 points of health that you could heal to. Can someone... Um, <clears throat> is someone able to help heal Kranglis? Before we move forward, um, I do have some descriptions if you want of this room now that it is no longer a programmed. Oh, sure, yeah. But you say that, and as you say that, the torches flicker back to orange light. Uh, the specters are gone. The table cloth, all the food, the chairs disappears, and it is just destroyed detritus across the ground. I really wish they had a second map where I could like drag and drop it in here, but they don't. Um. Hidden in plain sight amidst the feast table is a green copper ewer embossed with images of dancing bears, elks, and wolves. The ewer, like the table, isn't illusory. Um, it is magic in nature. So there is a magic item hidden on the table in plain sight. What? A what, is a, what is a ewer? It's like a ewer? fancy vase. A ewer. E maybe cast an identify on that e-w-e-r okay um sh sure I will ritual cast I guess identify on it okay uh and then whoever is going to do Kringlis's healing go ahead and roll that okay um, 
What is uh, the story with this Ewer? Uh, sorry, give me one second. I am copying and pasting here. Sure. I guess I'll just use a potion. That way no one has to use a spell. Okay. Um, any poisonous liquid poured into the ewer is instantly transformed into an equal amount of sweet wine. Furthermore, a creature that grasps the ewer and holds the handle can command the ewer to fill with one gallon of wine. It can't produce more wine oh, until the next awesome. day. Oh, that's awesome. Um... Lore-wise, there's a, a footnote in here. Marius, you recognize this ewer as an heirloom of the Vistani people. Uh, oh. Many people in Barovia would kill, quite literally, kill to have this as a gift, or would gladly assassinate another person to steal it. It is a very coveted, treasured item bestowed upon the Vistani people that has been stolen and taken to the Amber Temple. As I finish casting... Um the spell on it, I will hand it to Marius and say, I believe this is belongs to your people. I I, I would mention that this is uh, I, I've only heard stories of this after you have described it. Um, this was believed to have been lost. I will make sure that this gets returned to Madam Eva. I believe this that is who would rightly desire to have it back with our people. Um, A fit reward for your combat, Marius. Thank you. Uh, there is uh, no magic item for this. It just says uh, that it's uh, an heirloom of the Vistani people that was stolen. So whatever you want to name it, so that you know that you have it, and then you can copy and paste this description somewhere. I already uh, have it on the character sheet. Nice. <laughs> he copied that instantly. Um, I would advise the party and say, on the other side of this door is the oh, ruined... That's the other thing. Doors unlock and swing open. Oh, okay. Well, they can see that we probably shouldn't go out there because it's, it's destroyed and this there is, is where another more set died, of doors. So. Here. Well, just as Wait, where? Right here. Oh. Well, we... Vor died over here, so probably not he a did. good idea to go um, there. This is a black marble balcony uh, that overhangs the northwest corner of the temple, the floor of which lies 30 feet below. Nearly half the balcony has crumbled and fallen away. Uh, obvious craps are formed near the ragged edge. The balcony seems to be unsafe. Uh, and then there's some other DM stuff in there. But you could cross it if you want to to get through those set of doors. Or you could find another route. There is further, deeper temple stuff. As We'd, for... get, elect we'd get electrocuted, though, right? You would think... But now that the door is open, you notice two things, Ozol, uh, or Vor does, I should say. Vor kind of, like, cowers back. The thought process that goes through Vor's head is the field of view of the cowl on the wizard. You are actually here, right? The cowl will obscure anything from this point over. So as long as you do not cross this threshold, or I guess this threshold... Right? Mm -hmm. Oh, because it snapped to center, that's why. Anyways, as long as you don't cross the past the threshold of where the cow could see you, you don't think you will be, he does not think he will be struck by lightning. Okay, um I guess I'll ask uh, Marius and say, should we explore further north or should we begin heading down to the lower floors? 
I think we should look the walls here first. This room seems to have had some sort of secret passageway. There might be something here along this wall. Or these walls here. So let's take a quick look. Um, I would like to try and make a perception to see if there's any hidden doorways or passageways along the uh, exterior of this room. Uh, are you using the wand, or are you just looking? I'm going to attempt to just look first with the perception. Um, no. So go ahead and give me perception, I guess, and I will tell you. Well, fucking 30. Jesus Christ. 30! <laughs> You Sherlock Holmes your way through the room. <laughs> As you do, there is no telltale uh, unevenness in the wall. There's no drafts. There's, you know, the math equations and angles and solidity and foundations and structural integrity of this room is intact. There are no secret doors. Okay. I will attempt with the wand then. I will do one more flick, expend another charge. I have one left for the day. Uh, will you give me the distance on that, please? 30 feet. Nothing happens. Because I... Because this is 30, 30, 30, 30. So, I've done just about everything that I can for this area here. About the only other spot to check would be here. Nope. Um, you you think that uh, now that you have second checked it with that 30 max, you don't think that there's any magic doors in there. Or okay. sleeping doors. Or magic okay. Doors. Cool. Or traps. Or traps. Cool. You think the balcony uh, looks unsafe, but only uh, where it's cracked. Yeah, right. Cool. Uh, I, now that I've taken my time here, I think we should try and use the balcony and see if we can go into that that side door uh, before we do that I will stand I guess these doors are now open right correct and where I'm standing here if I was standing here is kind of where Vor thinks we would be fine yes you yep okay so I'm gonna cast a minor illusion like here I guess just to confirm this theory and I'll just do an illusion of like a a person or a, you know, like some sort of traveler. See Can if it gets you... nuked. Okay. Uh, no, nothing happens. Okay. Uh, I will kind of wave everyone by and have them stick to the wall so we can stay out of sight. Of I'm just going to uh... roll for my health real quick. Of course. Wow, that's great. Okay, so we will go here. Is this door open as well to the north? Yes. Okay. I will await my party, our party, and then I guess uh, we can enter one at a time. Okay. Actually, I'll stand Ar here because I'm not, I'm not about that life of entering rooms first. <laughs> okay. Um, what who wants to go next? Actually, Cody, um... Of course. I remember... Uh, I, I don't know if we adopted that role about the potions or not. We uh, did! Yeah, oh, yes! Thank you so much for reminding me. Can I tell the, the viewers? I was really excited yeah, about this. Yeah, of course. Um, also, I feel like I'm raining on your parade. Do you want to tell them? 
Oh yeah. So um, we had discussed in our uh, in our group chat about this video. I believe what was it like TikTok or something? Yeah. Uh, yep. This was a long time ago too. That's like the first time we've used it. Yeah. So uh, basically, the uh, the video was about rolling for health using potions, and if. Basically, if you use a full action to drink a potion, you get the full benefits of the potion, as opposed to if you're using it as a uh, a bonus action, in which case you would roll uh, for the health. I think the qualifier was if we were in combat or out of combat. So, yes and no. You both are close. It is, Guinea is right, it's a delineation of actions. So if you take the full action, you get the full potency of the potion if you choose to take it as a bonus action it's rolled so in which case if you are using quote unquote your whole action since we're not in combat um you would get 20 hit points so 44 so 4 8 12 16 plus 4 is 20 um versus the six that you just rolled uh, which you could use as a bonus action the thought process behind it is that if players are taking time to use a resource to regain health it seems a little bit unfair to waste a full action getting a sliver of what they could have versus, you know, if they they want to do it while doing something else, that's the penalty or the, the give the give and take of taking the potions. But yes, uh, we, we have added that to our official homebrew rules. I saw it and I liked it so much, I thought it was worthwhile for our players. Good quality of life thing. So take 20 hit points. Thank you. I will. Um, who is going out next? Can, um, uh, Marius, looks like you have gone out on the balcony. Are you flying or walking? This is a very important distinction. I mm, now you're making me worried that the balcony is going to crumble depending on how many people are upon it. So based on your passive perception, you believe the balcony is going to crumble based, <laughs> depending on how many people are on it. Okay. And you think it is determined by a set number of weight that the dungeon master has written down. Mm. I well, I will speak up to everyone. I think we should take turns going across this balcony as it is likely to fall apart underneath our feet. Can't you fly? I can, but not all of us can. So Marius will, will begin to uh to take flight a bit and he'll hover here. Open the door, Marius. So that sure. we may get off the bridge. I will try to. Uh, and is this door locked or trapped? I don't know. Do you want to roll for it? Of course I would like to roll for it. As I critical hit Jesus with a 31! <laughs> you... Oh my fucking dude. I cannot. Wow. Characters that focus perception. You are so smart. When you try the handle and you're so confident it's not trapped, the door swings open. Your thought process is, well, the trap was probably the bridge or the whatever the balcony that was here you think is what triggered the trap, which is why you also believe that you should not be walking on it uh, if you're not within a set weight of 250 pounds because of your 31. I will give that to you. All righty. So I will make my way in and then land. I don't think Burn would be able to be on this bridge. He's like... Yeah, my question I was going to ask to both Burn, Calamban, and uh, Kranglis, I almost said Stolas, I didn't though, is thus. 
Caliban being a dragon boy is a medium creature, but they are also described in the Dungeon Master's or the Player's Handbook as being between 195 pounds and 300 pounds, depending on the gear, weight, and build. The Goliath is also in that same range, and you're in full plate armor with the shield and heavy weapons. And Kranglis, you are also a large steel construct, though how you choose to have your your uh, whether you're a small construct or a big construct is also factored into that, right? So, make justifications to me as to how you can cross, or if you'd like to make an athletic. I have check, an idea. I will allow you to. Yes, lay it on me. I have an idea. I can ritual cast floating disc, and they can float on the disc from point A to point B. I believe the disc trails behind you, so you have to physically walk across multiple times. Even though it does float uh, three feet off the ground. Hang on. So one I will allow it. Yeah, I just have to be within 20 feet of it. Yeah, I could do that. Okay. Okay, so I'll take 11 minutes, or 10 minutes and 6 seconds to cast Floating Disc. The spell creates a circular plane of force three feet in diameter and one inch thick that floats three feet above the ground in an unoccupied space of your choice that you can see within range. The disc remains for the duration and can hold up to 500 pounds, which should clear, I think, just about everybody. If more weight is placed on it, the spell ends and everything on the disc falls to the ground. The disc is immobile while you are within... Wait, what? Yep. Immobile while you are within 20 feet of it. If you move more than 20 feet away from it, the disc follows you. Oh, I see. Yep, it follows you so that it remains within 20 feet of you. Uh, And it can move across uneven terrain up or downstairs slopes and the like but it can't cross an elevation change so in this case we're just staying right next to the wall and uh, that's it okay you spend the next I don't know three minutes getting everyone across while he's taking the 10 the 10 or 11 minutes to do that I'd like to investigate this room X24 the west shrine this bare stone room consists of a foyer to the east which is behind the doors um, well, wait, no. Before you to the east and a shrine to the west, candlesticks draped in cobwebs stand in four corners of the foyer. In the shrine, a faceless obsidian statue is in a raised alcove at the western end of the chamber. Is in a raised alcove at the western end of the chamber. Yes, I read that right. Slumped before the statue are two desiccated corpses in tattered garments. Two pairs of alcoves line the north and south walls of the shrine. So, dead corpses um, here and here. The four-foot-tall obsidian statue, um, which depicts some sort of nameless deity. Uh, As you approach, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Even, like, where I'm currently at? Uh, You said that you were... Describe to me how you... If you come within 30 feet of it, right? So if you're actively looking around, I will need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Sure. All right, so... Or not uh, dexterity. uh, Wisdom. Marius is going to continue his way, kind of... uh, He'll actually take flight again and just fly a bit around, and he will eventually make his way over to here. Uh, I will give you your wisdom saving throw. An 18. Um, you pass. You feel your mind begin to get pulled towards the statue, 
as if there is a draw of magic, and then it fades as you are able to withhold against its spell saving throw. What a strange statue. Um, do I notice with my passive perception, uh, as of right now, a, with a 26, do I notice anything in this room? Or any hidden? Um, yes, there seems to be a hidden door north of you. Lozal's busy casting his spell. Um, so there's a hidden hidden wall or hidden door. Is there a way to open it? Yes. Token layer. Objects and token. I will say that with being stopped by the spell and finding the hidden door, that is probably your turn. As He's the rest taking of everyone. Ten, ten full minutes. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Um, yeah, give me an investigation check. Investigations? Not my forte, but I will try. An 18. Yes, with a click, you are able to open the hidden door. Um... As you do that, hundreds of skulls fall out of the cavity behind the door um, and begin to push you back ten feet against the tide of these skulls. Uh, And they litter literally all the way across from where you're standing all the way out. This room was filled floor to ceiling with skulls. Oh my goodness, how morbid. Ah, disgusting. I definitely continue to fly a bit higher to stay, not step on these things. Um, yeah. You you would approximate that it would take some time to, to clear all of these skulls out to actually enter this passageway. Or chamber. Is, is there anything on the other side? You're not sure. It is still full of skulls, even though they are spilling out. Well, would you I will, like uh, to attempt to wade through or move the skulls out of the way, or try and s- fly your way through somehow with some very difficult dexterity saving throw uh, to no. get inside the chamber? Uh, I think at this point I am I am going to need to content- wait for the rest of the group to get in, so I will stop there. Okay, it is very important. I need uh, Dini and Burn. I have just placed you in the room. You tell me where you are standing. Okay. Oh, wait. Sorry. I'm gonna hang back. Wait, where's Ozol? How dare you laser me, whoever that was. <laughs> Is this where Ozol was? I was gonna stand by Ozol. Uh, Ozol, I'm gonna say you're metagaming and put yourself back where you were, my guy. <laughs> you're lasering me. Of course I'm metagaming. I'm taking measurements. It's part of my job. Is to yeah, I I have done it on a okay, to be fair, in the interest of metagaming, I was here. Yes. Um, so, Burn, stand next to me if you'd like, or wherever. Are these, yeah. Well, are these candelabras? What are these? They are candelabras. They are large candle sconces covered in cobwebs. In, in that time, I would like to mention to the group, be wary of the statue down at the end of the room. It... it 
I feel like that some sort of magic or enchantment was trying to be placed upon me. It's trying to laser me, bro. Try All not right. to get too close to it. Here is the scene and how I'm going to interpret this. Um, Marius, I need you to make a constitution saving throw before that sentence goes off, being that you are waging against a tide of skulls that are pouring out of a secret room you found. If you can pass I'm, I'm, my I'm, set DC... I'm flying. It doesn't show in your token you're flying. I've said it. He's falling with style. Okay. I've said uh, it specifically whenever I was going over towards the statue. Alright, go ahead and mark that you're flying then as you are looking at these skulls to see if you can communicate that effectively. Okay. I don't understand why I need to pick a saving or a constitution roll oh for, for talking. Jesus Christ. Oh, there's more... There's a lot of moving parts in this room. There you go. N natural one. There we go. The smell of the skulls hits you and you vomit. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to say once again, I feel you like... You are not currently thing. concentrating on a spell, are you? I am not. Okay. Because if you were, your concentration would be broken. Um... Oh, that's a critical failure. I'm going to say, Marius, while you are flying and all these skulls are coming out, uh, you cannot convey the statue uh, or its needs due to the smell of the secret room that you have opened. The skulls are coming from here, Cody? From that S? Yes. Yeah, let me oh, put okay. a... Let me just Can you put an L there? Or, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, and with your perception, you notice that there is a chest on the roof in this small room. Okay. What happens now? So the X's are now difficult terrain, actually. Uh, anything that is in the orange line is now difficult terrain. Um, Marius, make another saving throw. Uh, Constitution. Jesus. Eight. Okay. Uh, I need Burn, Ozol, and Stolos to make a wisdom saving throw. You guys got a bonus? Hey. Uh, just Ozol. Oh, and Vor. No, uh -huh. not Vor. I'm sorry. Just Ozol gets the bonus. You said wisdom? Wisdom. Question Vor is still 30 feet in the air. Does he still have to make that save? Uh, no, he is more than... Why am I at disadvantage? Uh, it was 18. 25 plus 5 is 30. Jesus. He is uh, Eight. Kringlis, <laughs> you begin to be pulled to this statue. Uh, please oh. use your associated movement to move as close as you can. Uh, thankfully, Marius has a pool of skulls that are difficult terrain, which means it costs double movement. So these squares, instead of being 10 feet, are now 20 feet away from you as you are mesmerized by this statue being drawn to it. Callum, uh, I also need Burn to make a constitution saving throw as the skulls roll across the floor, uh, being that you are within 10 feet of them. And Marius, you as well, to make one more. 27, Jesus. Uh, Marius, one more constitution Damn, saving burn. for you. Holy shit. 
23. Okay, the effects of the smell no longer bother you. Okay. Cody, this constitution was for the smell of the statue, or what was this for? Yeah, I'm sorry. There's like three checks going on in this room, according to the guide. Um, so I guess yes. for the ones that Ozol and uh, Burn rolled? Yes, so those are for the statue. You had to make okay. checks for. Um, Stolos, now that you have entered the, or within five feet of the skulls, I also need you to make a constitution saving throw, which actually, if you fail, could potentially save you. Come on, Annie. Oh, oh no, shit. you're not concentrating on a spell. 22. The smell does not bother you. Uh, Marius, go ahead and shout your warning or take action against Kranglis before we keep moving. Watch out, the statue will try and cast a spell on you. Um, don't get too close to it. Uh, as... He says that he's... Are we in um, initiative so, order right now, Cody? You are not. You are effectively... I, I'm, I'm going to run it as initiative, I think, so that each of you gets a turn for what's oh, going okay. on. Honestly, I'd we'll like just to go to Marius. But... Okay, that's um, fine. Um, but there are, there's, like I said, there's like three different effects that are happening here. <laughs> so, so one from the skulls, one from the statue? Yep, and one that you have yet to actually encounter. Potentially three effects, I should say. Okay. Um, so I'd like to go over to the statue then. Uh, do either of these corpses have any sort of like cloth on them? Uh, yes. It's like old and ratty and withered. Um, uh, are you attempting to cover the four foot high statue? Yes. That's the goal. Um, I will say it will take you. Uh, how long do you think it would take you to strip a dead body that is, like, stuck to the ground, essentially? How long has the body been goo? dead for? Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I can give you an answer if you want. I mean, if it's just bones, then it shouldn't be hard at all. I should just be able to pick it up. Oh, let's see, t-shirt. These are... Hold on, hold on two seconds. Let me think about this. I would say... Where are you going to... Are you going to cover the statue's face? Yeah, that's the idea. Yeah, you just do it. Um, it does not break the effect on Kringlis. It would stop the effect uh, just for free. Like if if the the way that I am interpreting the way that this is written is that you are drawn in until you either pass the save or until you touch the statue and the effect goes off. Because you have a barrier with the cloth, or you drop it over the face. Calamban will not be affected by the statue's presence when he crosses within 60 feet of it. I'm sorry, I know I'm kind of giving away the secrets or the meta-knowledge, but this is so I don't have to answer 100 questions. Um, so now you need to stop Kringlis from touching the statue in the next couple turns before the effect of the statue goes off on Kringlis. Does that answer your questions? Okay. So I, I've covered it. I've moved over and I've covered it. That's all I can do right. in my turn. And I'm just going to assume that you did not touch it. You just kind of like draped it over the face. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Ozol. Oldzol. I am... <clears throat> wow, excuse me. Um... Hmm... I'm going to move 
Well, no, I can do it from here. I'm going to telekinetic um, Kranglis to pull them back. Nice. Uh, you're going to shoot some skulls out with you, too. Wait, what? You're going to be spreading difficult terrain if you do that. Okay. This is important later. Trust me. Oh. I mean, I have to, because otherwise this is going to go off, and it probably isn't going to be particularly good, so sure. Does Kranglis willingly save, or uh, willingly fail, rather? Yeah. Okay, so you'll be pushed five feet uh, back towards Burn, and I'll yell to Burn to grab uh, Kranglis. And that'll be my turn. Actually, I will hold action a mind spike. Or a mind sliver, rather. Oh, okay. If a hostile uh, uh, enemy attacks us. Caliban. Caliban doesn't really know what to do or what's going on. That sounds about right. So... (laughs) He's... Gonna kind of stand there and just keep watching. Okay. Burn. That's me. Um, I grab Kranglis, I guess. All right, make a strength athletics check. Twenty-two. Kringlis, you feel an intense urge. You you just want to go over the only thing that exists. Your your field of view has focused to tunnel vision on this statue, and it is the only thing in life that you desire more than tinkering with anything, more than creating magical items or spreading your gift. And some creature has reached out to grab you. I need you to make a contested athletics check. Uh, You fail. Uh, You have control of Kringlis, who begins to flail in your grasp, uh, mumbling about the the beauty of this statue and how all they want to do is be bask in its presence. Uh, You also get a save, a wisdom save at the end of your turn. Unhand me, giant. Uh, make a wisdom saving throw. Me? No, uh, Dini. Um. Nine. Okay, you are still under the effects of the statue. Thirteen, uh, because Baron's holding her. Yep, right, still yeah. under the effects of the statue. Okay. Cut the statue. Uh... I'm going to go over and, like, smack Kranglis. See if it, like, wakes him up. With your hand or with a weapon? With a hand. Okay. Like, just smack him across the face. Wake up! It has no effect. You, based on your passive perception, uh, look into the glowing highlights of Kranglis' eyes. Um, backlit by these like 
gorgeously rounded, sculpted rubies that make up their red eyes. Um, and instead of kind of glowing with these pinpricks of like recognition, it has kind of faded to a. I'm sorry, your eyes are blue. Um, these sapphires. Um, it fades to this blue, soft, pulsing light um, that won't even make eye contact with you. And as you just strike their metal face left and right, uh, the head of Kringlis does everything it can to be centered on this statue. They if seem to you be don't unhand me now, I'll kill everyone in this room. <laughs> oh boy. Well, you have like 40 hit points. Probably not. <laughs> Realistically. <laughs> Old Saul. Or Marius. So uh, your turn. Yeah, that's my movement and my action. Alright. Uh, are you bracing against them at all to, like... Uh, are you immobilizing Kranglis since you are you are making an attack? Or I guess you're you're striking them. I look at that as a free action. Do you uh, want to try to mobilize them with burn? Sure, we could try it. Alright. I'll assist burn since he's the strong one. Uh, strength athletics. Oh, okay. Sorry. I you just have to beat her original check. Or Dini's original check. Uh, and if you do, they are restrained. 21. I have rolled a you, 21. You are officially restrained, Kringlis, and cannot move willingly forward anymore. Ozal. Um, can I roll an arcana check? God damn, it's about time. Yes. Thank <laughs> you. You're welcome. Um, 15. 15. You think two things are happening. One, um, the skulls have been imbued with magic to give off a putrid smell, which is to distract anyone from a spell cast, uh, or to, to maintain concentration on a spell that they had going. You think that is a trap. B, um, you think the spell... Antipathy, sympathy, sympathy, I cannot talk today, um, is being broadcast from the statue as the second trap. So, one to break your concentration, one to draw you in. Okay. Um, now, you said there was three effects in this room, so I don't know where the third effect is coming you from or what that would be. You the third effect yet. Nope. Um... I kind of just want to dispel magic, to be honest. All on right. Sympathy. Sim, I don't know what you. On the sympathy. Yes. Dispel at level three. Um, Do I need to roll for it? Let me take a look here. What level is this spell? You most certainly do need to roll for it. It is an eighth level spell. Okay, so uh, any spell third level or lower on the target ends. Let's see. So you're looking uh, for 18 DC or higher. Equals 10 plus the spells level. Okay, uh, I will just pour 10 for 18. That's my last one. There you go. Uh, Kringlis, reality snaps back in sharp focus as the statue is no longer a desire to you. Each of you is now out of reach of the effect of the statue. And each of you has passed your initial save for vomiting against these uh, except for Caliban. Skulls, you are now out of perilous danger for now. Okay. Um, um, I will ask Marius what he saw in the room. Uh, that the room is full of skulls. I 
we would need to clear it out, and it would take some time to to remove them all. Um, is there anything if I like look into the room of skulls, like on the ceiling, on the the walls? Is there any other hidden doorways without you know continuing to clear it out? How tall is the ceiling? That is really I'm bravo, good sir. Um, secret alcove. Uh, this is a secret door that leads to this section. The room is filled with hundreds upon hundreds of human skulls that spill out upon the floor and stop piling up to a height of 30 feet. Each skull is a human skull imbued with a curse. Description of the curses, we've already talked about it. Um, multiple characters can work together to clear a path more click quickly through these skulls to investigate the room. However, a single character working by themselves must spend five minutes to wade through the sea of skulls to investigate the room. So, uh, 20 feet wide, square, 30 feet tall. And, and you said uh, there was something in this room that he had seen yes. already? There seems to be <clears throat> a chest glued or affixed or floating at the very top of this room. So the floating disc can just go up that, right? Because it can float over uneven terrain? No, it only floats on the ground. It doesn't go up in the uh, air. It says it can move across uneven terrain up or downstairs, slopes and the like. Um, oh, it's a to slope describe this falls to get to the chest. I mean, can't you yeah. just fly up to the chest? I guess. You I can't, also, yes. you oh, okay. Ozal, the your thing would also be twenty feet behind you, wherever, right? So it'd be somewhere oh, yeah. in this vicinity. Uh, you can't control where it goes; it just follows you. Okay. Presumably, um, someone could push it, right? But well, then I guess, you're waiting against skulls yeah. that are taller than you and that kind of thing. So. So I guess does Marius want to fly and get that chest? I can go check it out, see if it's locked or trapped or anything. Yeah, it sounds like a good Make idea. me an acrobatics check, being that this is, uh, you're trying to essentially fly up a, a falling surface. Um, a falling surface? Yes, the skulls themselves are difficult terrain, and not all of them oh. have spilled out of the room yet. I think, it would be, I, think, I think it would be better to clear out the room. Oh, yeah, you guys can spend the next seven minutes with all four of you work together five sure. of you work together uh, to just disperse the skulls through X24 yeah and then that gives effectively me shoveling them clear space to fly yeah do you guys want to do that I would like to yes sure I will do that but I will cast prestidigitation afterwards so I don't smell like putrid vomit you okay you do not smell like putrid vomit. The skulls themselves smell like it. And it yeah, is but if I'm shoveling skulls for seven miles, it smell a, like it is a nasty spell effect. If that makes sense. I just don't want to smell like ass. Okay. You could just like cast a spell <laughs> on the skulls. Well, then I'm and using another smell spell. Like slot. Shit. I, mean, I, well, I know. I'm just. I'm giving you options. Very here, low right? on resources at the moment, but that Kringlis thing was going on for forever. So I know. Well, imagine <laughs> if all of you were enthralled by it. You guys would be dead oh, boy, staring at the that... statue would have been fun um anyways yeah you guys work together for the next seven minutes to disperse the uh the skulls evenly throughout the room okay is marius able now to safely fly to the chest yes uh, i'm not gonna mark up the board anymore is anyone else going in there with him do you guys want to look for uh, give me a little bit more detail of what you're doing uh, uh looks like there's doors to the right 
There is. So go ahead and move yourselves where you're going to be, and we will move clockwise from 12 to okay. midnight. That's fine. Okay. I am where I would like to be. Burn, are you where you'd like to be? Or where would you like to go with Marius? Would you like to go with Ozal in the party? Same thing for Caliban. Um... So, I'll go flying in and go and investigate it, but check out what is up. Yeah, what stick, what exactly stick. is going on with this chest that's connected to the ceiling? I'll stand where Marius is at. Okay. Uh, you look on from outside. There is a adamantine chest that has been affixed to the roof of this room. Are there any other hidden doors in this little room at all? Would you like to search for hidden doors? Uh, I would, along with taking a look at this chest. I'll give you a perception for that. Sure. 27. Yes, there is. Um, uh, GM layer. There is one to the north of you. There's also a hidden door there. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. And I'll point that out to everyone. Oh, on the back side of this room? Oh, that's fun. On the other sure. side of the hall, the door to doorway to. Uh... Oh, okay. Should we investigate that? Next. Uh, I, I, I believe we should. Uh, whether we want to, do we want to continue looking at this chest first, or or see oh what yeah, let's open up that chest. Figure out how to get past this door. We can do the chest All first. Right. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, I will go and take a look at it. Is uh, the chest trapped or locked? Uh, give me an investigation check. Sure thing. Investigation, 16. It appears to be affixed to the roof using the Softener's Glue magic item, meaning that it cannot be moved from its place. It is made of pure adamantine uh, and is thrice locked. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. There are no obvious locks. Oh. <laughs> I will... Uh, transpose some words there. <laughs> is, it, it, is it trapped? It is not trapped that you know of. Okay. I'll attempt to open it. Does it uh, respond to me opening it? There are no obvious hinges or locks on this chest. No. Would you like to try and pry it open using strength? Uh, or would you like I... to use another check to see if it is magical in nature? Uh, I do not have detect magic prepared. But. Okay. I do not believe there is a way I could get into this uh, from this height and with the current spells I have prepared. Maybe it would be more worthwhile to look at the the hidden wall that I've discovered. You you do think that if you had a sufficient enough 
strength check, you probably could pull the lid off or pull this box open. That is, I will say that's the one thing I can give you. But the DC is extremely high. So if maybe Burn or Caliban or one of those guys could get up there and yeah, somehow... I, I don't think it's worth worth trying to get at this point with how, how it's 30 feet in the air. It would require immense strength to open. I don't have the spells to do this. Um, I'd ra- rather continue forward. Okay. What if it's the symbol to... of Ravenkind? Do you do you relay this to Burn as you see? Uh, Burn, uh, what, what do you do? Sounds like a job for a 30-foot monkey. <laughs> Dean, I think you're muted, bud. Oh, does he does he relay it to me? He didn't. He didn't answer. Oh yeah, Marius. Hello. Yeah, no, I've said that. I've been saying that out loud. That's like I, I've discovered there a secret door. I don't believe I can open this chest. It may just be something to have adventurers waste time on. Why don't we try seeing if we can open this secret wall? It could be treasure. Um, so I'm sorry. You said it was thrice locked or not locked. Yeah, I'm. I was reading a different chest. That is an associated page. Um, this specific, to reiterate completely, is an adamantine chest that has been affixed to the roof using the Sovereigner's glue. Um, it has no visible locks or hinges. It is 30 feet in the air, glued to the roof. Is Sovereigner's glue flammable? Uh, no, I don't believe so. The Sovereigner's glue... Do you want to... You want to use some magic or what? How, I, I guess help me help I, I'd you. like. I want to get in this chest now. I, this has oh, already okay. been going on for like ten minutes, so we need to. All right, I'm I'm getting blue balled here by this chest. You detect magic or arcana or what do you what do you want to do? I you want to I use don't know. Magnus. Do, do you want to? Do, does Ozal know would Ozal glue? know what this is? This glue. Give me an arcana check. Yes, it's a magic item. Okay, seventeen. This viscous, milky white substance can be found. Ugh. <laughs> as a permanent adhesive to bond any two objects together, uh, it is stored in a jar of flask that has been coated inside and out with the oil of slipperiness. When found, a container contains blah, blah, blah. Um, one ounce of the glue can cover one square foot. The glue takes one minute to set. Once it is done so, the bond creates... The bond it creates can only be broken by the application of the universal solvent or oil of etherealness or a wish spell. It is permanently affixed. Uh, adamantine is also an exceedingly rare metal. It's the kind of stuff that you build weapons and armor out of that, like, so if you get, like, critical hits, it deals, like, super extra damage. If you are making an armor out of it, it you cannot be critically hit. Um, it is an extremely rare and hard-to-find resource. Would it be possible for us to melt this metal? Or is this metal, like, not easily I guess smelted you can try uh, on top of that you can tell that there's a spell affecting this specific chest okay I mean does Ozol know if adamantine can be smelted 
Or does uh, Marius or Palaman or Bruno? question for Kringlis, actually. Being that they Kringlis. are, I think, or... Do you know anything about adamantine? Um, okay, well, I personally don't. I don't know what Kringlis knows, though. Um, Can I roll for that? Sure. I would just tell you, because it's, like, you have so many proficiencies in this the field of both tinkering and creating and smithing, and you are a person who works to make magic items. Um, it can be done. It is extremely hard to work with. Um, it's the kind of thing that you would need a forge and, you know, hundreds of hours of shaping and molding and and reheating to just shape into a basic shape, let alone temper or sharpen or create. It is a very, very hard weapon. Typically, even magical attacks, um, if built correctly, can make things almost impervious uh, to this type of metal. Which also leads you to believe there, if there is something inside of a chest made of adamantine, it is probably extraordinarily useful. Do I think, or maybe I can detect magic, but do I think a knock spell would open this chest? You could try. Okay. Um, well, I'll, I'll talk to Marius and say, I have a spell I think may work on this chest. can help unlock both physical and magical locks. The side effects would be a large... Knocking sound would. Hang on, let me. Where's knock at? Is it level two or level one? Oh, I, I believe knock's it. a level two spell. Yeah, I know. I'm, I just lost it. What the hell? Did I delete it in an accident? Oh, no, I'm sorry. The side effect is. Uh, yes, I do actually from the Magnus Polygon. The side effect, Marius, is that a loud knock would ring for 300 feet. I worry it may attract more of these golems. Though I feel we are far off the beaten path of this temple and where they would patrol. What say you? If our fight earlier did not ring any bells, I think that would be fine, but like I said, the fact that this thing is planted to the ceiling... I I think this is more of a trap than it is anything worthwhile. Why don't we see what's on the other side of this wall before we we press further with this chest? Okay. Well, I will move forward then, I guess. Okay. Burn anything from you? Not for me. All right, Marius, proceed. You um, take investigate this wall. Yes. Are you still flying? Or are you landing? I'm still flying. Let's okay. See if I can try and try and open it up. I'll, I'll come down lower to the floor, though. You use it to like fly upside down and like check the bottom of the wall, then like turn yourself around and check the sides and. See if I can figure out. Is there any way, any push or pull or buttons? Investigation, my man. Sure. Uh, investigation. Eight, nine. Nine. Oof. Um, you do not see anything specifically. You could attempt to spend another three or four minutes searching if you'd like to roll again, or you can I'll, have someone else take a crack at it. 
Say, I'll try pushing on the wall. You push on the wall, it does not budge. Anyone else want to try? I know this is a a secret wall of some sort. I just cannot seem to figure out how to open it. I'll try it. Investigation 20 from Ozal. Kringlis, do you want to roll investigation? Go ahead and put yourselves in the room if you're investigating. 21 from Kringlis. Between Ozal and Kringlis, you can see that there is a keyhole in the middle of the wall. Um, the key is in the chest, boys. On top of that, it appears by Kringlis, your intimate knowledge of building things, this is the outside of this wall. Uh, Marius and Kringlis having this discussion. Uh, so you think that it could easily be opened from the other side, but this side does require a key. You could attempt to pick it. You could cast knock on it. You could attempt to look in the chest if you want to think the key is in there. That's all. Those are all plausible scenarios. I, from Marius's bag, he pulls out a small brass key. Something that was given to him when he first arrived in Madame Ava's camp. He takes this key and sticks it to the hole and turns and the doorway begins to slide open as a knock is cast from this vibrating bat brass key oh yeah I remember that happened two and things happen I expend my one time use of the key um the door opens however my god there's a ghoul in there Gabagool. Uh, however, the floor falls out beneath Ozol and Crankless. The chest disappears. And that is where we end our session. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? We had 45 minutes left. Uh, trust me, this section, talking to this nice gentleman or fighting this nice gentleman... And uh, now that the party is officially split up, would take longer than 45 minutes. Oh, man. Gabagool. Oh, I have been your three weeks, illustrious boys. dungeon master, Cody J. Hay. Maybe Thank you month. so much for watching. Again, if you're watching this later on and you guys decide to do some Blaster Banewheel stuff, we thank you for that. Your patronage is awesome. Uh, this episode will not be live. Uh, but tune in next week to, s to see what happens. We had lots of cool stuff this episode. So I hope you enjoyed. We'll see you next time. Bye. Chombo. Bye.